1971, under the South African sun, was born a boy so dear to a gorgeous model and an engineer. He was smart and hungry for more. By 10, he programmed a Commodore. But because of his brains and diminutive size, bullies beat him till he was hospitalized. Little boy thrown down a flight of stairs. He knows that life is hopelessly unfair. So he bows those bullies will remember his name. They'll all remember he Elon Musk when he gets revenge. It's 1995, can you see? Elon's 24 and he's angry. He creates Zip2 with 28K, makes 307 million in 1400 days. In 1999, Musk swears he shall co-found a company named PayPal. He fights because he's CEO, doesn't want the company to be a part of Windows. Little boy thrown down a flight of stairs Knows that life is hopelessly unfair But he'll make money, they'll remember his name They'll all remember Elon Musk when he gets revenge Got 200 million cash on hand. SpaceX is the next part of his plan. Rockets to Mars and astronauts descend. He meets with Russians to buy ICBMs. Meanwhile, he funds Tesla from financial gain. Creates a new kind of electric powertrain. Open Solar City, it's a solar power great. The largest solar company in the United States. So now he's got solar rockets as a prelim. Do you see now bullies who eat the shit out of him? He'll land on Mars as his finest hour. Infinite energy from solar power, and a laugh as he gets revenge. Little boy thrown down a flight of stairs. He knows that life is hopelessly unfair. Was the highest paid CEO for what it's worth. Elon Musk is clearly planning to destroy the earth, and he's had revenge. And he's had revenge. And he's had revenge. And he's had revenge. Right to Brighton is recorded live in front of a YouTube audience. Spooky and I really should be the first people you, you turn to. Anytime there's a big event, you turn to us first. We'll, we'll sort you out. We'll tell you exactly what to think. Don't, don't go out there and think you're going to take out That would be dangerous. Speaks and his people sit up at attention. I want my people to do the same. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be when people realize uh, that this is a policy. Oh, right. Okay. You know what? Uh, we are here, and I actually just realized something that I'll remedy as, as soon as I'm able to. But, um, you know, we're, we're running a little late on the, on the live end, but, uh, it, you know, at least half of America's journalists are here right where, where, we, uh, where we should be. 
right here in your ears, either on your uh, Monday morning commute or right here in the OIWD studios. Uh, already off to a little bit of a kerfuffle, but, uh, you know, helping, um, helping fill in here, uh, is Spicky. Uh, he's got some things he had to do today. It's Mr. J Fry. Uh, go ahead and take it away here. Mr. J Fry for five seconds. Thank you. I am here today. Also, you're welcome. And five. Need more than five? I understand. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Jay Fry, for, for filling in here. Um, you know, Jay, Jay's been here before. It was just real last minute. It was not even like five minutes ago. I'm like, oh, I need your help. Um, but uh, yeah, we got we got some good stuff uh, to talk about here. And, and Jay Fry is a great guy to do that uh, with, um, even if his mic has given me a little bit of the old uh, echoing there. Um, is it? Uh, either that or it might be might be this guy. We'll see. Sometimes it does it. Uh, let's see. Is that you? Yeah, that's you. It is me. Yeah, it is you. You gotta you gotta get that figured out. But uh, well, like you know, like I like I said, this one's gonna be a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a all over the place thing, which is a shame because we have so much to talk about. Um, before we even get into the show, I wanted to talk about a personal hero of mine, and only recently has he become a personal hero because I used to give the guy so much shit till I learned about him, uh, Mr. Elon Musk. This was pretty buried. I'm not sure, Jake Fry, if you even if you even saw this. Um, it was pretty buried because of the whole Korea thing uh, and and the IG report and all of this. But they're going to start construction of uh, the Express Loop over in Chicago. The Boring Company is the Boring Company. What a great name! It's a fantastic. Yeah, I, uh, I, I did see that. I, I found the articles that I was sent very interesting. Uh, and probably not for the same reasons you found them interesting. So I'm really interested in hearing your take. Well, more than anything, I was fascinated that, um, uh, you know, the guy is doing what, oh man, you got to fix that. That's killing me. You gotta, you gotta figure it out. Um, I, or, or use the mute button. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, what, what I really liked about it, the fact that he's even just doing it. The fact that he's just doing it and the, like Chicago, you know, short fingered Rahm Emanuel uh, signs on board with this. And you're supposedly going to be able to uh, travel uh, from downtown to O'Hare, that terrible, terrible airport O'Hare uh, in 37 minutes for five fucking dollars. Now, uh, it I mean, I know that they had the uh, the the the. But the I don't know, not prototype, but kind of like a short, kind of useless one that they were building over in LA. And I thought that's cute, you know, that's cool. But if they're actually able to do, um, if they're actually able to pull this off, it's gonna, it's gonna beat the pants off of bullet trains. It's gonna make California look even more retarded than they already did for, uh, you know, trying to trying to fund that ridiculous bullet train from Los Angeles to San Francisco. Um, what what uh, what was your take on that? that was so different the well it's at the cost of what's estimated to be a billion dollars which they say will go over a billion dollars but this is he's he's still in production and he's trying to do the logistics of this he's literally paying money to practice what he wants to do which he has to do already so he has to put out and test these giant machines that he's going to have building these tunnels anyway and it's going to cost him many, many millions of dollars. 
and at the same time he's doing on his own time frame a a, a 12 mile tunnel or 14 mile tunnel from uh the the area to the airport that that's brilliant he will be profiting from practicing yeah well there's i mean that during the uh big debut of what of what they did they were kind of underground and they had uh you know mr short fingers of rom uh, uh rom emmanuel down there and all of that and it was funny watching that too because rom wanted to talk so bad but all of the reporters were like listen you you're just nobody likes you like let's let's talk to elon uh and uh, you know it uh he, he said like i don't have any trouble raising funds you know i've never had any trouble getting that and that's true but you know elon does these things at a loss um you know he's he's got a uh, goth gf he's he's crazy rich all he wants to do is just you know uh, go to space and shit like that and like have this just ridiculous uh ridiculous plans i mean the guy's the guy's an incredible person but i i he's one of the few like you know, billionaire people that I would say ultimately uh, is probably not that bad of a person yet. I mean, who knows? He might want to destroy the earth someday, but at least for right now, I, I like him uh, and he's, he's a little brilliant. I think it's, uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah. And he will be operating at a loss, but he'd be operating at a loss anyway. Like he has to test these out. He has to test these, these diggers and his borers at extreme conditions at extreme paces and basically now he doesn't have to buy the ground he's going to fuck up like like this is this is his choice to to do these things he's got to practice the structure he's got to have and test the the expanders that are going to build the support for the 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 basically the the cave really the the tunnel that he's, he's going to be making uh testing and and finding the ways that are the proper methods to to create ventilations like these these are all tests that haven't been done on such a large scale and instead of losing all that money in r d he's making something practical in the process right i mean it's uh it, it's great stuff and he's a, he's a master troll which was just fantastic he was um all over twitter uh making the uh dsa and the and the other socialist uh folks just real upset uh san francisco gate wrote Elon Musk dragged hard after saying he's a socialist and Marx was a capitalist. That was one of the best tweets that I've ever uh, <laughs> ever read. Marx was a capitalist, even wrote a book about it. So I encourage everybody to remind uh, you know everybody um, that socialism does mean uh, strong borders, traditional values, and uh, minimal government regulation. Exactly. That's exactly um, what it means. <laughs> no, he called himself an anarchist utopian today and like all of this crazy shit. Uh, I just thought it was fucking hilarious. I, uh, this, this guy's great. He's either just, uh, well, I know he's kind of a loon, but, uh, uh, you know, that might, that might be it. You know what it is, Jay, I think is the sensitivity. You got to turn the sensitivity down. Um, that's probably what it is, but yeah. Is that better? No, no, it's not. That's sensitivity. <laughs> uh, Let's try this. That any better? Well, it sounds a lot better. All right, then that's how we'll do it. Okay, awesome. I appreciate it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I figured that was that was fun stuff. Um, we got a lot of stuff actually to cover. 
uh it's it's kind of overwhelming uh, we may have a guest coming we may not he's got troubles going on i mean it's it's pretty um it's pretty impressive how uh, everything could just go to shit like instantly uh and it's gonna frustrate me honestly it's probably going to frustrate me a lot i'm probably gonna yell at jay fryer a couple times uh but that's fine guys we're gonna get through it um we're, get, we're gonna get through it but obviously we've got the ig stuff uh manafort's in jail uh, Giuliani's running his mouth off again. Gowdy is, is out there doing shit. Um, D Donald Trump came down on the white house lawn and, uh, you know, he, he just, that doesn't happen. Um, we've got some Kushner news, uh, Pelosi's being a cunt. Uh, we've got some border stuff, uh, bad news regarding the white helmets. Good God, Jay Fry. <laughs> Canada, uh, it's hopefully we're going to have that we got more trump stuff journalists are up to no good we got we just got all kinds of good stuff here so we're gonna we're gonna get through this and i'm gonna try to keep my outbursts to a minimum as jay fry digs his phone out of his couch so uh let's see let's, let's go <laughs> i'm fucking furious right now you know it's like i try to run a tight ship and uh you guys are all you guys are all fucking me here so um yeah let's uh let's go ahead and get started Hey, this is Psycho Shaco, and this is Right to Friday. Let's go! So you've probably at least uh, read some of the IG report, the much-awaited IG report on the handling uh, or rather mishandling of Hillary Rodham Clinton's emails by the old FBI. Except it was a lot filthier than that. It was a lot worse than, than that. And all it did was really confirm what we all already knew. And the initial spin from people like uh, Chucky Schumer uh, were, okay, yeah, they, they found no, no bias. There was no bias. But clearly there was a fucking bias. Because if you read it at all, you would go, well, there seems to be a bias here. Seems like there's probably a bias. God damn it, Jay Fry. Are you doing jumping jacks? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Um, oh, man, I hate everybody. Uh, but I mainly hate the FBI at this point. Now, where was I? Where was I at? This is this is so frustrating. This is just fucking frustrating as shit to me. Uh, we may just quit the show. We may just never do it again at this point. Um, I don't. I don't care. I have better things that I could be doing. I don't actually. I don't have better things that I could be doing. But uh, so you get the IG report. It you know it comes out. They fight. There's no bias. There's no bias. But everything read like there was a fucking bias, dude. Because how could you read? Oh fuck Trump. Uh, we're gonna stop it. A thing that was redacted wasn't even redacted. Actually, they didn't like cross it out. They just didn't show Congress that. They were like, oh, we forgot about that one. We didn't have that one. Sorry, we didn't. We didn't have that one in there. And the contempt and just hatred that many of these agents in the FBI have just for average people. Uh, you know, the retards over in Ohio, which fair. Okay, that's that's that it doesn't take an intelligence agency to find out that most of the people in Ohio are retards. But Oh, I'm in Walmart and I could smell the Trump uh, support. And, and this was just a, a piece of it. 
I mean, the big one that that everybody is uh, everybody on, on the right is focusing on is the whole uh, "we'll stop him," which is a which is a big thing. It's kind of a big one because that implies that they're going to do something. That that not only okay, of course they have political bias, and you got to remember these people ended up being in charge of the uh, the 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 Trump Russia. Thing over there and Mueller, he was nice enough to to fire them immediately but like you know struck still works there he's an hr lisa page have stepped down uh a few months ago but i'm sure you've heard plenty of it i'm sure you've heard you've heard plenty of this by now um we're we only do the show a couple days a week um but one thing that's being largely ignored by the media is we identified numerous FBI employees at all level of the organization and with no official reason to be in contact with the media who nevertheless in, were uh, nevertheless in frequent contact with reporters. That's what IG Horowitz said there. The large number of FBI employees who were in contact with journalists during the, this time period impacted our ability to identify the sources of leaks. Yeah, no shit. We identified instances where FBI employees received tickets to sporting events from journalists, went on golfing outings with media representatives, were treated to drinks and meals after uh, work by reporters, and were the guests of uh, journalists at non-public social events. And I think, am I wrong here, Jay Fry? In one point, wasn't one of the broads fucking this guy? Uh, we're talking about Stroker and Page. No, 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 no. The uh, uh, some some journalist broad was fucking some dude over at the FBI, and then they quit fucking or whatever. But I mean, that's that's. Oh not... no no no! He was uh, he was a a that the journalist banging the senior intelligence something or other. That's completely different than Stroker and Page were banging too. No no no! But we've known that for a while, and I don't even yeah. believe that anymore. I think that they were never actually uh, together or anything like that. I think that they're just making that shit up now. That way, it looks less like uh some type of weird conspiracy like oh it makes sense that they'd be texting each other all the time yeah i, I, I think mind. one of the responses was she called him friend yeah like, <laughs> i don't i don't, really don't do that but yeah the, when one of the things I, I i thought was interesting was the the flow chart of the the positions like these these aren't like brand new agents he's a special agent and she was it went comey mccabe she is an offshoot of mccabe the the page chick she's an, she's not some lonely uh, new upstart she is really senior in the in the tree of you know you know the tree that doesn't fork very much of, of well, the she, uh, fbi she's not anymore she stepped down remember she said like oh i'm gonna go get another job and uh, yeah i i knew when that happened like oh Ugh, sweaty. That's uh, that's not going to work out too well for you. I, I, I'm just amazed that Struck is still there. How is Peter Struck still there? And he's working in the HR department. And it's like, well, they. That's. I mean, it sounds like a silly position, but it's kind of an important position there. Uh, if you think about, they they're in charge of hiring and shit like that, uh, and weeding out punishments for anybody who possibly may have said something offensive while supporting a Trump. Right. The exact uh, the exact text, for which everybody, I'm sure, has heard a million times by now, August 2016, Page texted Strzok, uh, Trump's not uh, ever going to become president, right? Right? No. No, he won't. We'll stop it. Uh, I, 
I'm not going to read into this as much as like Fox is fumbling over itself to do it. Um, they could have said like, no, we'll stop it by, you know, getting out the vote or whatever. But judging from how these people are and uh, I, I, I think that they intended to use the FBI, FBI's influence uh, to hurt the chances of, of Donald Trump and then you know, obviously, uh, with the, with the whole Hillary thing there, it's she she. I I'm not going to sit here and say that it's the most sinister thing. I mean, even though it absolutely is is sinister, I think it was completely biased. Uh, I think that they still thought that there was no chance in the world, and they needed to do what they could so that they could uh, keep their fucking jobs. Because if you went against who was certain to be president it was going to be bad news for you. There was just no doubt about it. There was no, you know, they, everybody was fooled um, it, into thinking that Hillary was going to win. And I think, especially with they're living in a bubble like that, th there's no way uh, that they're going to think any differently. I mean, who, who was really a hundred percent certain that Donald Trump was, uh, you know, going to win here. Yeah. And it is a bubble because, I believe DC voted for like like ninety three percent for Hillary Clinton. So th that's the entire government, really, for, for right. DC. Yeah, I mean, you know, because you know the blacks didn't vote. There's a lot of blacks over there, but um, yeah, I mean, well, the last just... time the blacks voted, they reelected Marion Barry. <laughs> it's I, I just. They found no evidence to connect the political views expressed by these employees with the specific investigative decisions. That's bullshit. I think everybody knows that that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I like the the one coined phrase that was no um, documentary evidence of of bias. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it means they didn't write down exactly what they were going to do. Right. There was no documented evidence well but how yeah. many how many people were that stupid i mean i don't know uh struck and page are pretty dumb but how many people were that stupid to be like ah and here's what we're gonna do yeah. you know it i'll handle it by <laughs> killing them to death <laughs> now here's the thing that annoys the crap out of me because i guess we can we can kind of get at this here uh it was it uh was it the day after the IG report comes out and it was, you know, kind of, uh, kind of a little bit of uh, a disappointment. But I mean, we had to know that these people protect their own. I think it's just a little step in the right direction. It's a little step in the right direction. I still maintain James Comey's going to jail by 2020. I, I think that that's going to happen. Uh, I'm really sure McCabe, well, he's asking for immunity now. So I don't know, maybe McCabe won't go to jail. Um, but Strzok has got to go to jail at some point. Uh, but uh, you know who is in jail is Manafort. That happened mm -hmm. the next fucking day. The next goddamn day. Manafort goes to jail. And that's a little unfair, but I've never really liked Manafort. And it's not like he's hanging out with the brothers. He's not having to, like, you know, throw bones in, in, the, uh, in the yard or anything like that. Um, you know, he's, he's in just rich white guy jail. But what? Why can't Rudy Giuliani shut his fucking mouth? Jay, did you hear this? Giuliani, say, this is from uh, Washington Post here. Democracy dies in darkness. Giuliani suggests Trump may pardon Manafort after Mueller's probe. 
when it's over, hey, he's the president of the United States. He retains his pardon power. Uh, nobody's taking that away from him. Mm. Why are you out there saying this shit? Every time I like Giuliani, don't get me wrong, but every time I see this guy out there, he's always putting his foot in his mouth. And I want to think that there's some 40 chess explanation for this, but I don't think that there is. I think that he might just not be exactly on the same page uh, as the president here. Or who knows? Maybe he is. But yeah, I think we all know that probably Manafort's going to get pardoned. I mean, that's what all of these big pardons have been about uh, because you don't just part, you don't pardon until you're leaving office. You know, uh, it, <sighs> it just, yeah, this is the guy who was like, oh yeah, you know, Trump definitely could pardon himself. Like I sure, I guess we know that, but like, why are you just, why are you just chumming the waters like this? Well, I mean, I'm worried about what Manafort might say, uh, you know, to, to try to save his own ass again. I don't trust this guy one bit, but mm -hmm. I fucking hate Giuliani at this point. This guy is such a dweeb. Well, you look, it's hard because you can't compare the Trump administration to any other previous administration, but, uh, in, in attempting to do that, uh, you can go back to the Obama administration when Obama was testing the waters with the, um, maybe I support gay marriage, Biden came out first because Biden's the vice president, which means jack shit. Biden in, came in, out, in, didn't in, he? I, I didn't hear that one. Biden came out in support <laughs> of, the, uh, of the gay marriage, you know, months ahead of time. And, and Biden was always saying the, 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 the thing that wanted to get tested by the White House. It was Biden who did it. If, if Obama wanted to say something about any particular thing that could cause some sort of feedback, it always ran through Biden first. And because Pence is Pence and, and isn't uh, somebody you, you want to, to take that kind of flack because he's a very different politician than, than Trump is, uh, they're running it through um, Rudy instead. You think? That's an interesting yeah. theory. Well, it's it's the same thing the, the the other groups do, except that he's going about it a completely different way. It's a lot easier to fire Rudy when he says something unpopular than to to take a strike at Pence, who is by by all he's one of the more loved people of the administration, and that's saying something because there's not a lot of love in that administration. <laughs> well, Ju uh, Giuliani said something that I, that I absolutely agree with, and Trey Gowdy. Uh, said this as well. When the president came down on the White House lawn and did his whole, uh, you know, just impromptu interview thing, he saw all the supposedly he saw all the cameras out there and was like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna go out there. And he's walking around, he's getting all uh, answering all these questions and shit um, about just various things, and then goes on Fox and Friends, which is just just very surreal. Like that's not, I I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's ever happened before. It's uh, it was it was interesting. It was. I was annoyed I didn't get to see it live. I had to watch it later because I was sitting here and I had to do a, a thing for work. So I'm like sitting here on a conference call going like, oh my God, like I, this is, uh, I don't care about this. Things are like so much more interesting on the, on the TV. Like, why are you, why are you doing this to me? I can't even start work for a while. But uh, it was, it was, it was interesting that uh, Giuliani said, uh, well, Trump had said, this exonerates me. I don't think that it does. I think that's just kind of a Trumpism and, and kind of a you know thing that he would say there. But Giuliani said, no, it doesn't fully exonerate him. Gowdy has said no, but it certainly helps him. And 
I wholeheartedly agree with that. I don't think that this uh, it, it it helps put into perspective a little bit why the Mueller investigation started, and it started on what we believe to be false pretenses. With I mean, it'll be very interesting to see what uh, comes out in the next IG report. Don't expect that anytime soon, but uh, about uh, you know the the false pretenses for a FISA warrant. Uh, you know, whether that started with Papadopoulos, whether that started with the Christopher Steele dossier. Um, I don't know. Does this uh, does this exonerate him uh, or how much do you think that it helps him, Jay? I, I think it helps to prove that there is a swamp, but I don't see how it can exonerate somebody who's not actually guilty of anything. Like well, It's just an accusation and it's and it's utterly. It's been proven that it's nonsense. Now, we. When we've had private now, we, we're in this for two years, and that's not particularly long for one of these special investigations. Some of them have ran six, eight years, but they've already had people in, in, the, in the meantime. They, they've arrested people. We had what? We lost 16 people on Twitter. That's, that's the best this investigation has come up with. <laughs> yeah. Well, is, and the, is the Russian bots. Well, yeah, that and uh, one of the supposed um, Russian troll farms even uh, said, "Like, okay, let's uh, let's go to court." And then Mueller won't give them anything for discovery. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it was all bullshit, and we know it's all bullshit. But I don't think this exonerates the president. But I th it is something that I would definitely, I would want that five hundred and sixty some odd page uh, thing put into evidence here. Um, or however it's done. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I'm like one of the fucking only uh, smart news talkers out there. That's not a fucking lawyer, but, uh, or never worked in politics. Yeah. Um, that's what I, we need more comedians guys. You just got to listen to the, the, the comedians with nothing better to fucking do with their time. Uh, that's the, that's just, what I want. The, the hot take on the, the latest decision by the Supreme court by Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> You know, it's like, ah, I got other, uh, I got, I'm not funny and I'm too drunk to perform anymore. So might as well just, uh, might as well just talk about the politics. Um, man, my mouse is killing me here. We got all kinds of messes today. Uh, but another thing that, uh, what, okay. Before we get to the, before we get to this, uh, second little debacle of the, uh, uh impromptu interview on the white house lawn here, what are you, you finished the whole report. Give me your uh, give me your today. fire takes on it. Yeah, today it's been it's been out since uh, what Thursday? Yeah, well, late Thursday, and, and I get up late Thursday, so it's yeah, plus well, two. I got up at four, but I I really was I was more uh, offended by the language that were in the it was in the report. Um, some of the the parsing of words that that were used to make it sound like something wasn't taking place when it really was taking place, but the words. Um, it's like when you're when you're doing a, an excellent job, uh, and your 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 team is is kicking the ass of another team, and somebody mistakenly says, "Oh, we're decimating them," but the headline reads, "Uh, the false claim of of decimation of decimation means one in ten, but just to 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 turn the words on their side to make it seem like something isn't happening when it really is was." what I saw nearly on like a page by page basis. The well, only, the only pages I really understood were the full pages with the, this page was intentionally left blank. <laughs> I don't really care. 
Well, uh, that's that's very similar to what we saw with the exoneration of Hillary Clinton by James Comey. Um, after that tarmac meeting with Loretta Lynch. Uh, uh, Loretta he, Lynch, the woman who has no children and doesn't play golf, who <laughs> sat on the tarmac and talked about her grandkids and playing golf. Uh, well, I, you know, we were talking about Bill's grandkids, supposedly, you know, but, uh, and I, I'm sure that, uh, Bill probably talks your ear off about anything and he, he, between groping, you know, he'll just talk to you about anything. I'm sure. Um, oh, you know, well, okay. We'll get to Bill in a second. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't even get that to fucking so funny. Note on that. Yeah. His, his, like, because, his, uh, the paranormies had uh, Larry Nichols on for a show last year and Larry Nichols went into great detail about how. Bill Clinton loves the uh, the fat chocolates. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm pretty sure didn't he like didn't he fuck a, uh, a black prostitute while he was out on a jo uh, on a jog once, and he's got a black kid. Yeah, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, something Williams. Dan yeah. Danny Williams. Danny Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happens with these people. I mean, now there's that uh, there's that photo of Barack Obama dressed like some weird gay Satan and uh yeah what's that about and I then the know. um valerie jarrett and a shirtless tony podesta with yeah. paint all over yeah these, these people are unironic just actual demons dude like they're just they're actual satan worshipers it's really weird uh i i you know i like a wild party every now and then or at least i used to but that's a, that's a bridge too far you know um these guys are doing a lot of ecstasy and shit but I, at 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 best, I mean, I don't, I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I that's a, the same language that we we heard with the exoneration of Hillary Clinton. Like, oh, let's let's change it to uh, you know what was it? It was from grossly negligent to uh, uh, just like a, a little bit of a boo boo, you know. <laughs> oh, they, won't, they won't understand what the wording means because they're not smart and they're. They're really dumb and don't watch the debates. I watch the debates, lady. Mm. Yeah, about uh, yeah about how everybody's uneducated and um, this is something we go into all the time. Is about how much these people resent you for even existing. Um, they they definitely think that they're better than you. They go to just at the risk of sounding like Alex Jones. They go to spirit cooking Satan parties. They, uh, they, they have a whole big thing that you're not allowed to be a part of and they know better because, Hey, the guy that, um, you know, just has a wife and, and 2.5 children and, and a nice job, uh, where he just tries to provide for his family. Uh, no, he doesn't matter. Fuck him. He's an idiot. He doesn't know about Moloch. Uh, so, you know, eat a dick there, uh, white working class guy that, it, it was the same language, though. I mean, am I wrong here? It was it was a very familiar language, very forgiving language, because no person could read the pieces of that report or even just the text messages in that report and say, well, I don't know. I guess uh, I didn't find any bias. It's like, ah, you know, th there was, though. There was. If they were just a few people, and we don't even know exactly who a lot of these people are. Uh, you know, there's FBI attorney number five, and I guess somebody... Uh, else and they're like married now or whatever, which, you know, you know, good for them. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have plenty of abortions, but uh, it's. Fingers if they, crossed. Yeah, well, if if they wouldn't have moved on to be part of uh, the, the the Mueller investigation and what have uh, into Trump and what have you, and then the just the exoneration of Hillary Clinton before the investigation ever really happens. I mean, th this is big. 
big time corruption, really. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I just, I, we didn't find any political bias. We didn't find any, like, uh, what kind of an asshole do you have to be to say that? And the, you know that they had to say that because they probably are, you know, yeah, you got, you got friends in there. You don't want them to go to jail or anything like that. And like, heaven forbid people actually lose trust in the FBI as, as if there's ever been trust in the FBI. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure some people that work for the FBI are nice people, but uh, I wouldn't be like friends with them or anything. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you're a little, you know, but I mean, some people I'm sure are nice people. Some of them I, I, I am sure are nice and, and honest people that are disgusted by this. And they, we went over um, um, a few episodes ago, the people that uh, the uh, FBI agents that want to be subpoenaed so that they can actually talk about this stuff. I think that's going to be a big deal. Uh, if that does happen. But this this report was, uh, as, as many people, including the president, have put it disappointing because of that last little line there of that of that one little line that, you know, Chucky Shumi jumped on immediately and all of the left wing media has been jumping on immediately. And then and then they totally just uh, dumping this all under the rug and then covering the Manafort shit instead. Uh well, you know, it's there was no, you know, political bias. We we don't we don't think there's any political bias that went into uh, this investigation, which is just fucking bullshit. It's just not true. Yeah, it's it's absurd what the what they're doing there, and they these people. Oh, did you hear what uh, uh, Looms put out tonight about uh, Strokers getting the uh, stroke? What whatever the stroke, stroke. is uh, is getting. Um, subpoenaed for testimony monday and he i don't know how she knows it but claims he will not be uh seeking immunity or his uh uh site in the fifth interesting well i mean i assume that he's going to jail um that's uh these people are pretty arrogant you know so that'll be interesting as it all develops but uh you know i kind of feel like kind of feel like everybody's sort of done this thing to death um so one more quick thing about the White House lawn uh, thing here. So the left lost their fucking mind over this, even though Trump ended up saying like, oh, it's a joke. You people don't know sarcasm. Where are you from? CNN? Oh, you're the worst, which was a fantastic. <laughs> I wish I had the bite here. I should have gotten it. I should have had the foresight. But, you know, we're running on just ridiculous fumes right now. I'm just running on Red Bull and like almost uh, – you know, just the planning that I had here, which is, you know, minimal guys. Come on, you know, uh, been a busy, been a busy weekend. But um, Trump said uh, when he was out there on on the um, on the White House lawn, Kim's people sit up when he speaks. I want my people to do the same. Now, when I heard that, I thought uh, he was talking about his staff, which I think is fair. But of course, people are going to freak out and they're like, did you mean like all Americans? Again, that's also something that I'd be totally fine with. <laughs> like the president's talking, get up, get up. What are you doing? Like that, uh, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. We'll start killing the people that fall asleep and what have you. You know, that'll just be mm-hmm. a little fantastic. But when you, before, uh, before that, what was your, what was your media take on it? Uh, well, I saw it. Uh, I didn't see it live, but I got like, the, the clips maybe 10, 15 minutes later that came off of Fox and Friends and stuff like that. I liked it. Uh, I My immediate take was like how he was try- like being guided by uh, Steve's kid. 
who has unfortunate and foot-looking face. But the the, the takeaway I got from it, aside from the, the, the... They are not willing to give an inch, even uh, on what he's accomplished this week alone. They, they, they still want to attack him, and that's just not something I'm particularly happy with at this point. Well, you can expect nothing less than that. I mean, it, it's not going to matter. And like I had said, what they're going to eventually pivot to is going to be, well, this was uh, Pompeo. You know, with the, with North Korea, this was Pompeo. That idiot Trump uh, didn't you know didn't have anything to do with it. They're uh, they're never going to give the guy an inch. I mean, uh, apparently, um, uh, apparently, like shortly after he was elected, uh, he was talking to Rush Limbaugh, and uh, he had told uh, he asked Rush, you know, he was like, eventually, you know, they're gonna they're gonna like me, and uh, Rush goes. Well, uh, I mean, Mr. President, uh, they're they're never they're never going they're never going to like you. That's uh, it's just just the way it is. And apparently, he was shocked because you know, for being this 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 guy that he is, this monster of a man that he is, uh, I think he's still you know he 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 wants all the people to like him. I yeah. I mean, you know, who doesn't though? You know, who who all doesn't right. besides rappers? <laughs> Chuck Schumer. Uh, called the the meeting in uh, Pyongyang or no wait where was it freaking Singapore that Singapore. Uh, that it was all cattle no hat that fucking gay that is an incorrect idiom because the the that mean that really means like he's the real deal because the idiom is all hat no cattle meaning he's a fake cowboy it's it's barks worse than your bite it it. it it's the opposite of what you mean, Chuck. And I understand because he's from New York. And as, uh, as everybody knows, you don't get your salsa from New York City. <laughs> that, uh, but Trump took it the same wrong way that Chuck used it. <laughs> so he's like, I'll show you all cattle and no hat. I'm like, no, no, that's a good thing, sir. He's an idiot. Just take it properly. Uh, and be gracious he, about it. I mean, as much as I like the man, he can't help himself with stuff like this. I mean, he absolutely can't help himself. He's got to fire back immediately. Um, you know, whether it be, I mean, it was funny when he got back from North Korea, he immediately is just like on Twitter. He's <laughs> like, fuck you faggots. You know, like, it was crazy. yeah, he's like, Oh, hold on. I got to talk some shit about Robert De Niro. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, which was a fantastic tweet. You know, he's just, uh, he's just like, <laughs> Oh, uh, you got hit in the head too many times. I know it. Fuck you. You know, I, I'm looking forward to post 2020 Trump when he really just gets on Twitter and he's just like, eat a dick. Um, I'm going to go with he's not doing that now. Well, I, I think he's outright just going to be like, he's going to like, suck my balls. You fucking queers. That's it's going to be great. Tremendous. I got a tremendous dick and I'm going to stick it right in your face. Okay. You're going to bend the knee. Like bend the knee. We all know what that means, dude. Like, that's. <laughs> God, uh, what a uh, what a what a what a fucking nightmare of a man. But uh, I don't know. I I love him anyway. Okay, we are uh, we we got a lot done already. I'm kind of mm, still trying to glide through this. Um, Jay Fry is collecting his recycling. Uh, you got any uh, you got anything else on this one before we move over to uh, to North Korea? No, let's let's move to North Korea. Said no one ever. This is right to Brighton. At least listen to a podcast on the internet.
this one is interesting. This came out today. Uh, it started over in the New York Times, but we're not going to read the whole fucking article. Um, I originally found it. It just popped up on my phone on the Daily Beast. But the North Korean government used an American businessman as an intermediary in trying to set up a secret back channel with White House advisor Jared Kushner last year, the New York Times reports. The overture was reported. Ooh, sorry. Uh, reportedly made to Trump, uh, the Trump administration by Gabriel Scholes, a financier with ties to North Korea, who is said to have approached Kushner with the message that a top North Korean official wanted to discuss po a possible meeting between Kim and Trump. Kushner uh, referred Schultz to the then CIA director, Mike Pompeo, who later met with North Korean officials uh, and played a vital role in arranging Trump's June 12th meeting with Kim. Schultz's uh, outreach is thought to have kicked into motion a series of behind-the-scenes meetings that eventually led to Trump's historic sit-down uh, with Kim in Singapore earlier this uh, earlier this month, though current and former officials told The Times that Schultz was one of about a dozen people to offer to act as a broker with North Korea, and Pyongyang has repeatedly sought to use intermediaries over the past three administrations. Um, New York Times is, is saying that this is... Uh, you know, pr they say profit-minded mission. Now, I don't give a shit because, okay, this Schultz fella, he lives over in Singapore. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's just some fella. He made, uh, his family apparently made a lot of money from mining. Um, you know, he lives over in Singapore, does a lot of business over, tries to do a lot of business over in North Korea. Uh, I don't really care how this happened. And I guess for whatever reason, I, I would assume lack of experience um, Kushner gave this over to Mike Pompeo when he was, you know, head of the CIA, now secretary of state, uh, instead of going through the state department, but who really liked Rex Tillerson? I am not sure if Tillerson and Kushner got along and there has been reportedly a lot of division between the, uh, within the Trump administration and especially in those early days. Now, how much of it is true? How much of it is not? I don't exactly know. Don't believe everything that you fucking read and these rags, of, of journals here, but I don't see how this is a bad thing. They're going to try to spin it as a bad thing. And like I was saying earlier, they're going to try to say like, oh, it wasn't Trump. It wasn't Trump. It was Pompeo. And then, oh, it was a CD thing that happened here. As far as I know, this is perfectly fine. Uh, both the, the State Department and the CIA are uh, under the control of the executive branch, which is Trump. So, mm -hmm. As that happened, uh, they're, they're just, I think they're just trying to shit on uh, this historic meeting by a United States president and, you know, the supreme leader of uh, North Korea. But I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. And I, again, I don't care how this happens. And I don't think that they really care how it happened either. Uh, and likely, this, this likely is uh, probably how it happened. <laughs> um, but I don't care. I mean, that's if you look at the North Korean, um, if you look at the Singapore summit with North Korea, that is something that Donald Trump laid heavy on Kim, that the uh, officials, you know, like uh, Pompeo and Poulton and stuff uh, laid heavy on uh, on Kim and his people was we can make your country not a piece of shit anymore. Like you if you just open up the door here. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we can help you out. You can get some condos on the beach. You can, you know, you can have McDonald's, um, probably more basketball players and stuff like that. It'd be great. You know, you already did the Olympics thing. Look at how successful that was. That was awesome. Right. So a guy that has ties to North Korea lives in Singapore. 
I don't see what's so wrong about this. Um, now, if something comes out, you know, and they, they're going to probably try to say like, Donald Trump wants to profit off of this. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be Trump hotels over in North Korea anytime soon or anything like that. But the, the, mo the mood of this article here was, you know, Donald Trump didn't do this. This was, uh, you know, this was, this was someone else. We got this other, got this other thing going on. And I'm going to, I'm going to say it kind of, uh, annoyed me a little bit. It kind of annoyed me just a little bit and what they're going to do, you know, what Maddow and, and everybody is going to do. Uh, yes. they're already trying to find a, a tie to Russia. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm wondering how they're going to do it through this. And they're going to try to say shady business dealings and things like that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know because like the subline here is the American businessman who lives in Singapore took advantage of an unusual opening in an administration where matters of policy and business often seem to blur. Like at no point in this article, they point out anything that's illegal. Like none of it's, <laughs> none of it's illegal. <laughs> they're just, trying to shit on it uh, and the accomplishments of uh, of the administration. It's it, I, I don't care how it happened. Yeah, I, I remember what uh, back when uh, uh, Kim's sister was given the side eye to Pence, the North Koreans were the greatest people ever. But what was happening is that they're trying to work it so that they can blame everything. Well, not even blame, award all the uh, the adoration. Not to America, but to North Korea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I in China, you know, China's getting all of the... Uh, Anybody all... but the administration. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's cute. It's a nice, cute little way to run with things. But, you know, when the New York slimes and, uh, you know, uh, MSNBC, I don't have a good one for them yet. Uh, you know, they, they... It's, it's cute. It's cute. I don't know. I uh, I just wanted to bring that to the attention of people. I know we're running at a mile a minute here, uh, but you know that's that's just the way that uh, that's just the way that we're gonna have to do things. So, right to ride it. Vital insight from a neat and an eighty-eight dollar soup. Oh my goodness! Have you heard they're keeping children in cages? And then they were like, oh, no, but no, it's not. Nobody bring attention to that because, like, that's, you know, not not really a thing. Uh, that was Obama. No, 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 we'll lose the cages thing. That's fine. They're still separating children at the border. They're separating children at the border. This is terrible. And then you get you get Paul the ostrich Ryan on there, and he's like, oh, we're going to find this. Uh, we're going to find this nice, nice amnesty bill. Uh, you know, we're going to give a little funding for the, uh, it's not going to have really happen. You know, I'm just going to, uh, and then, and then who was it? Lou Dobbs was like, Paul Ryan is a faggot. Uh, essentially, uh, he said, you know, if you, if you try to do that, you're deceiving the voters, uh, who voted for Trump and you're deceiving the administration. So eat a dick. Paul Ryan is probably on his way out, but all of this mess about separating kids, you're separating families, you asshole. Well, if you break the law, you get separated from your family. That's, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, it's, you know, that's the way that it is. But the way they're trying to spin it is, well, this is this is for people seeking asylum. Well, let me tell you this. If you get advanced screening at the TSA, you don't get to bring your fucking family with you. All right? And we have 
like no fucking proof that that's actually happening, or at least that it is uh, systemic. I'm sure things like this happen. It's rough. I don't know. Uh, sucks to suck. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, do you want to get in or not? You know, okay. And your kid might have a better chance of getting in without your terrorist ass. But look, I liked I liked what Bannon had to say about this sloppy old Bannon. Um, you don't need to justify it. You don't need to justify separating, uh, you know, illegals from their children. It's part of the zero po tolerance policy. And, you know, now these are, these are, you know, is, I, I don't know. I didn't quote the guy, but you don't need to justify it. And the reason you don't need to justify it is because they're breaking the law. And because, holy shit, we don't care. <laughs> the, the, the big part is just to not give a flying fuck. The people out there like Nancy Pelosi want you to put everyone else first and they put everyone else first and they think that America is just an economy and and they they hate Donald Trump. They hate you. You're a fool. You're a retard. You're a piece of shit because, you know, you're you're not just putting all of these these. Oh, geez, these these just pleasant, amazing people just trying to seek refuge in, in our country. I look. Just the, I mean, like, just let's put all the racism of which I love, uh, and and everything aside for a second. Let's Man. say if, well, let's say if there's a thousand people, what are the odds that all thousand of them are going to be fucking great? You could show me the congregation of a mega church with a thousand people, and I'm still going to go probably some rapists in there. Mm -hmm. It's it's just unfortunate. Probably some of those people beat their kids. Like a lot of alcoholics in that congregation, I would guarantee it. It's just the I don't know what I don't want to say the law of averages. I don't know if that's if that's it's the just the numbers, yeah. Right. Any you group know, large enough. Right. You know, you're you're not gonna get they're not all saints. Uh and if we want to have a cohesive society, you know, you got you gotta have you gotta have this going on. But you know, you get uh you get Nancy Pelosi out there and you heard it uh in the uh in the in the intro there i just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country and maybe there will be when people realize that this is a policy they defend this is the second time that we've gotten some i think the first time that we've had a uh, uh an elected democrat uh at least with the prestige of of nancy pelosi uh on tv calling for an uprising i can't remember the last one it was some pundit uh, he was calling for a revolution. These people are getting closer and closer and closer to just, I, I think they're going to go pro-gun eventually. Like, I think they've lost <laughs> their minds. I don't know. You know, uh, it, it's a horrible thing. And I don't see any prospect for legislation here. She added on the House floor, we do nothing. Um, I, the, the, the DACA was offered to them. And then they poo-pooed it. You know, uh, they 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 didn't know what to do there, and and I'll never forget Pelosi getting ambushed by her pets uh, as they shouted all eleven million, all eleven million, and you could see the look oh, on her yeah. face. <laughs> it was rough. You could see the look on her face, like shh, shh, no, 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 don't tell them. Like, good grief. But yeah, it's closer to thirty million, but that's beside the point. Yeah, uh, the, the thing that really bugs me is this happens every day. In America, Americans get separated from their families for crimes they've committed. Not just at a border, 
but the crimes they've committed. And aside from that, what happens, it's different between the adults and the kids. They, they take a little more room up for the kids because they don't need as much room. And they are defenseless. You don't put 20 people together uh, with, with 10 kids between them and put them all in a, a, a cage together because eventually you're going to get the one dirtbag MS-13 scumbag who is going to try to use a kid as a hostage, threaten to break their neck until they get released. That's why you separate adults from kids. You keep the kids in small little groups to themselves, all age eight, all age seven, and if someone is smaller, you put them in a different section of, uh, together or you separate them completely, but you do not... This is a protection method for those children because there are tons of times where you we ice bust down or the or the border patrol bus uh uh a van full of people and in the midst of the van full of people they break up a rape in progress in the in the back of a cargo van jesus so fuck. they have to take her to the hospital while they arrest everybody else and because that crime was committed on american soil it's an american crime and that's not to mention the people who come backpacking across with backpacks full of drugs just to, to pay their way into America. Well, you know, there was uh, that HuffPo article uh, in like 2014 or early 2015 before Trump announced his candidacy in, what was it, like July, something like that. Uh, HuffPo had put out an article about, you know, the, the women that uh, will take birth control on their long voyage to try to sneak into America because rape is just pretty much inevitable. Mm hmm. Uh, it's and, and God knows, I mean, out of out of the OK, let's say a thousand uh, probably some pedos in there. You know, um, it's it, it, it makes sense. Do you know that they are that uh, uh, that's something that they're taking into account? Because all we've really seen is a lot of fire and brimstone preaching from uh, uh, Jeff Sessions, of which I loved how MSNBC turns around. I mean, that's some rules for radical shit, guys. Uh, the whole like, oh, now we're going to quote the Bible. No, I don't believe it, but uh, I can use it against you. That's rules for radical shit. That's make the enemy uh, live up to their own book of rules. All right. That's yeah. rules for radicals. That's Sololinsky bullshit. That fucking black fella on MSNBC quoting all of this uh, bullshit. That's no, 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 no. Uh, that that's a bunch of nonsense. But uh, do do you know that that is that how they're breaking uh, breaking them up? I saw the inside. Uh, there was an article recently. Uh, I'm sure you can Google it. Uh, that like showed the inside of the children's detention centers uh, for you know I don't know I don't want to call them detention centers, uh, but holding center, wherever they need to be, uh, where you know while they're being processed or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, but like they looked nice and they looked better than they did under fucking Obama. You know, they were just like nice little places. I've lived in worse places than that. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a when, when you get a intake in like that, there are a couple of different steps. And one of the first steps is isolation. You are put alone to gauge your mental health. Because if you're a five year old that just goes around grabbing people by the throat, you don't put them. In, in the general population of five-year-olds with weak throats. You know, so, so there, there is the general test of, hey, is this little bastard crazy? You know, so that, that, that's the first 
but you, that's after you know an inspection to see if they're contaminated with well, some form of you know Hispanic Ebola or <laughs> well, and and let's I mean just not to sidetrack you too much, but uh, just to make the point. Um, you know, yeah, I would I would want a mental health assessment of a lot of these kids like they came all the way from fucking Honduras and shit like that. That's a rough trip for a five year old. They probably seen some shit, you know, like that's going to mess up a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're they're big, valiant trek across, you know, all these things. And the Mexico is like, yeah, come on, go get in. Uh, you know, I, it's it's not good for the children anyway. Um, like these, these are these are just pieces of shit most of the time they want the gibbs and i understand that like mexico and honduras and guatemala and stuff are not good places but unfortunately it's not our problem there's a lot of places that are not good places you know and i don't want the south africans over here either but it's rough for south african children too so you know but it's not like we're not doing anything we're sending billions of dollars to those countries to aid now unfortunately those billions of dollars are going into you know, El Jefe's pocket as opposed to actually helping the children. But how are we supposed to have things like that? We, we can only do so much. If, if we give you a billion dollars, Honduras, you have to be able to hand it to your people because if we have to do it ourselves, it's no longer a billion dollars. We need the planes, cargo, manifest, uh, logistics work, the, the people on the ground to handle it. You're, you're, Billion dollars is now seven hundred million dollars. The distribution, purchasing of food in America, having it distributed to the country, you're now down to the three hundred thousand dollars. And by the time it's all said and done, we've now had to add two hundred thousand extra dollars and deliver the food to you and find a way for you to have the spoons needed to shovel rice into your stupid heads. I, I I mean that that's the thing too. Like I know that uh, people can, you know, get all mad. It's against libertarianism. We we need to care more about the about the you know destruction of our culture and whatever. And that stuff is important. Don't get me wrong. But you know how you're. Re- I mean, you could you gotta you gotta be able to do two things at once. You gotta walk and chew gum. I know that you can do it. Um, a way that you can get across to a lot of people is resources. Tell them like this is how much this is costing us, and we're desensitized to the numbers all the time. Uh, you know, like, oh, it's only like, you know, 6.1 million, like, ah, whatever. And then you think that's 6.1 million that we could do to, you know, help homeless veterans, uh, or, you know, anything like that. I mean, like our VA is a, a fucking mess right now. Um, luckily, hopefully that's gonna, you know, they're now actually able to get private, uh, uh, options, which is just, you know, it's, it's one way to do it. Um, I don't know if it's better or worse, how it's going to help it, but uh, it probably will. But you know, if you talk about the resources, if you talk about we only have so much, uh, that is a way to reach some people that particularly may not be sparked by the whole, uh, you know, the demographic shift uh, uh, affecting elections or, uh, you know, the crime because they think that the crime statistics are bullshit and things like that. Talk to them about the resources and how much this costs. Um, because, yeah, I, I, I would like to know how much we actually are sending. I know that you know, we send a lot to, uh, to these countries, but it doesn't seem to do much good. And you could say, oh, it's because of all, you know, uh, cartels and, and all of that. And they're just corrupt and all of that stuff. It's like, okay, well then why send them anything at all? Why do we need to have them over here then? Like, I, Hey, let's go full neocon. Then and just bomb the shit out of them. I mean, why not? Like some problems cannot be fixed. 
And we know why they can't be fixed because it's a bunch of fucking Hondurans. And, uh, you know, like, what are you going to do? But, uh, you know, that that's a big talking point that I don't see enough people using that will get uh, the noggin jogging for a lot of people is just ask them, leave the numbers out, but say, like, well, how much aid do we need to send to them there? How much more is it going to cost here? And it seems that we don't see any results. I mean, we we went over the numbers a few episodes ago about one in five people in the prison system are fucking illegal. You know, we we got 54% of young, uh, you know, non-citizens here on welfare programs. They're not all the nice people that started the dry cleaner that you can barely understand, but they use the, I don't know what they use, like soy sauce or whatever to clean your suit. They're not, you know, they're not all those people. So if you talk resources, like if you're not getting us uh, getting across with the whole white genocide thing, with the whole uh, the, the changing of our culture, you know, the whole demographic shift and how we'll never get anything but a bunch of shitty fucking, you know, big state uh, Democrat progressive commies ever again. Try the resource angle because the it 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 will surprisingly work. Uh, I know that you might think you're above libertarianism or whatever, but a lot of people are not. A lot of the people that you're talking to are not. That's why Trump has been so uh, effective about getting the message of trade across, something that is supposed to be over the heads of just the average American. Well, if you ask most Americans now that are on the right, they're going to say, yeah, we're getting fucked on trade. Mm -hmm. You can You can do the resource argument. Your friends are smarter than that. Your normie friends are smarter than you think they are. You know, uh, they, if you just, if one thing doesn't work, hit them with something else. Find something that is, that piques their interest. And resources is one that actually is, it's very easy to explain. We can't have such a nice life here if we're giving everything away. You can either not have nice stuff and open borders, or you can have nice stuff and strict border control. You have to do it. Now, you'll run into communists that say, I don't care about that, and everybody should be equal or whatever, and they're fine living in squalor, or at least so they say, and then you take their iPhone away, and you throw it into the street and watch them run, and they get hit by a truck, which don't mm. actually do that. Hypothetically speaking, you know, if you went to a hipster bar and you grabbed somebody's iPhone and threw it in the street because yeah, they had a hammer and sickle tattoo, they would probably run into the street. Um, I'm just but saying you only get charged with conversion, not attempted murder. <laughs> so it could be worth it for six months, you know, but, um, yeah, I would like to know, you know, uh, really where's the end, where's the end for, you know, people like Nancy Pelosi. I mean, there, she knows, she knows she's just thinking about more potential voters. Um, or she may not know. She's really old. She's like, well, crazy. Have, have you seen her house? No, I haven't. Wow, it is, it is beautiful. Like, yeah. it, it's like one of those really nice castles with an evil witch inside. It's just, it's so nice looking. And there's, like, the decorative work just on the um, the patio alone is, I think it is is absolutely a beautiful, you know, mansion. Granted, uh, and that's what you get. You know, thirty years in the uh, the the public sector doing. You know, servant work is yeah. Uh, it's funny how they uh, how they <laughs> how they end up making a lot of money there. It's it's yeah. weird. Well, that's that's something I never understood about globalism. Like like Pelosi, she's open borders and she's a globalist. Is whites are less than ten percent of the world population. 
like like at what point do you think when we become a global government is everybody in charge of us not going to be some form of brown or yellow there's there's 1.4 billion indians who can't not strip shit in the street and at at, at current 1.2 billion chinamen and the next uprising will be 1.4 billion uh africans in the in the next 10 years like how how you cannot raise the entire world to the standard of America. The poorest person in America is richer than a majority of the rest of the world. We outside of you know, first world countries. You don't see how that's a problem? I mean, you know, we need to all be equal. It's fine. We're all the, we're all the same. It's socioeconomic. You know, if you if you give these uh no, I mean don't worry, they never they never tried that uh before with all the blacks and uh <laughs> and then you know giving them a whole country with the same constitution or anything and like you know these welfare programs have worked i hear um they've definitely worked affirmative action things have completely worked see welfare actually needs to be instated in some of these third world countries you, you need to take 10 years put everybody on welfare because they are so malnourished and so undereducated <laughs> oh that's terrible that that they need it just to gain the nutrition to be able to do the the, the standard homework and you know get the get them at a, at a young age get them up you know five to, to 15 get, get them to just a basic place so that when we come in and establish a mining colony that has water and greenhouses with food that when we leave for them to take it over because we're training them to do that and now you can supply food and water for your area you don't with the greenhouses full of food smash all the windows fill the wells with water and somehow manage to destroy metal made of steel tracks with your freaking rocks and ruin all your infrastructure i don't i mean you know i don't know man it uh i, I heard an interesting thing recently um uh, one of the it was one of these muslim countries they were trying to you know rehabilitate it or whatever and they were like yeah we're gonna get you running water and they like did all the pipes and all of this shit and they were like this is awesome well the women went out there and destroyed it because the only thing time that they were allowed to be outside was when they were going to get water so that's how they like were able to socialize and shit there's so much wrong and we just we need to not be nation building we need to just say fuck all of that i don't know good luck with your <laughs> good luck with your dumb shit and uh you know we'll, we'll see it but uh, here, here's something that I thought was interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll file this one up in, uh, Dems are the real racist, uh, sort of, um, but, uh, GOP house nominee calls diversity, a bunch of crap and un-American. This is a Jewish fella named Seth Grossman, uh, from New Jersey. And, uh, mm -hmm. let me see, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and play this here. It's about two minutes. I guess the irony of, in my view, the best way to bring diversity to the Republican party is for Republicans to openly say that the whole idea of diversity is a bunch of crap and un-American. Because when you think about it, this country is founded on the idea that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that we are all created equal, endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, among them a life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness. The Constitution was designed to incorporate that idea of the Declaration of Independence, that everybody is treated equally under the law. Now, what diversity has become, it's been an excuse uh, by uh, Democrats 
communist and socialist, basically, uh, to say that that we're not all created equal. That 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 some people, if the if somebody is lesser qualified, they will get a job anyway, or they'll get into college anyway because of the tribe that they're with, uh, what group, what box they fit into. You know, woman, African American, Hispanic, they're they're chopping us up in these different pieces and getting us fighting against each other instead of spending our time saying everybody should be judged by their own talent, their work, their savings, uh, and consequences. Once we do that, once we say that the Republicans want these traditional ways that made America great for all these years, uh, then maybe African Americans would realize that if we, we enforce our immigration laws, there'll be more opportunity for Americans of all backgrounds. When we talk about women saying, well, we need special care for uh, child care, we need this credit and that credit, say, wait a minute, when America was great, one parent alone earned more than enough money to comfortably support a family. That's what happened before we chopped Americans into these different boxes and saying, I'm entitled to something because I'm part of this group. So that's this diversity box that I think Republicans make a big mistake when we nominate lesser qualified candidates because they fit into that box. I believe that's why Republicans nominated Kim Guadagno instead of Jack Chatterley last time. Because, oh, she's a woman. She'll get more votes because we're showing how diverse we are. Look how that turned out. So, okay, yeah, like I said, you can chalk that one up to the old, uh, you know, dims are the real racist thing. Um, but uh, the <laughs> Seth Grossman guy out of uh, out of I New like Jersey. Him. Well, you know, I mean, he's an old, he's an old Jewish fella. Oh, yo, geez, do you know that we can't keep nominating all these women? They're just terrible. You know, it's just, oh, we can't do it. They're not qualified. Which, you know, okay, good on him, I guess. But um, if you did, you note that he said they're communists. <laughs> yeah. expect more of that guys expect more of this this is going to be big in 2018 2020 uh outright just naming them as what they are as communists uh on my way to and and i didn't say this uh thank you to rom of exodus americanus for donating a uh, sweet computer to me hopefully the video is coming through a little better and then this time next week we're gonna have you know a lot more flashy stuff going on but uh, i only got it working this morning but uh yeah expect more of that i think actually you know oh this is a communist and you got you know, that windows 7 from usb sweet yeah yeah i i uh i definitely bought it um Oof. you know that's that's the way that i roll is is uh you know i, I needed to find a, a place to buy it uh but um it uh it, it him just saying diversity is a bunch of crap and an un-american idea and fuck affirmative action and stuff this is this is how things actually start to change is incrementally. All right, um, you know, he he's a Jewish fellow, so yeah, I'm a little distrustful or whatever. But I mean, you know, he's he's right now doing the right stuff. I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's I I liked when he said tribe. I'm like, hmm, really tribe? You say? Uh, but you know, this is. Uh, this is a step in the right direction, you know, an excuse by Democrats, communists, socialists, basically. Call them what they are, you know, call exactly. them what they are, you know, and you can say this is a Jew trying to pollute all of this stuff and like, that's fine. I mean, in a way, you're probably right in a way or whatever, but it's incrementally that you win these battles. And I think uh, this is a big increment forward, you know, to say like, I, I know, like, look, we're not going to get the blacks to vote for us 
That's just not going to happen. But just, you know, to just mainstream the idea of like affirmative action has been bullshit for black folks. And it has. Um, And, you know, you're going to get into school no matter what, all of that. That's big. Because when we start to get, people don't seem to realize how much the Overton window, I hear so much talks about the Overton window, the Overton window, that was shifted quite a bit in 2016. Holy cow. And we can shift it a little more in 2018, guys. Oh my goodness, we can do it, but it has to be increments. And this Jewish fella, this Seth Grossman, is is helping do that. And the left is stark raving mad over how could he say diversity is bullshit, but we all know what diversity means. It means not white folks. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious at this point and that's great. You know, the Asians are pretty mad about it too. Cause diversity means like not so many Asians cause they actually perform, <laughs> they do well. And like, fuck you, you don't get to come to our schools. Cause we're going to have oh, everybody just working at, uh, at state positions. You know, it's, it's, that's, I mean, that's really what it is. You get a bunch of stupid fucking lemmings working in state positions. Uh, and then you can just get to enact, um, you know, your whole, your whole thing. Um, it's yeah, it's it's gross is what it is. It's gross. But mm-hmm. this is pretty big, man. Did you happen to hear about this, Jay? No, this is the this is my first time hearing about it. The that two minutes, but I I don't know if if we're still in the the Overton window phase. I mean, this is it's not just about shifting where the spotlight is, but we're seeing so much more now. So it might be more approaching the Overton window and getting a better view of what is out there as opposed to just basically what the Overton window is, is a spotlight on something the well, no. shift in vision or view. No, what the Overton window is, is what is socially, ex- uh, socially and politically acceptable to talk about. So it, it moves from right to left or, you know, what have you, uh, you know, it's like, uh, if it shifts too far to the left then just being like, maybe you shouldn't cut off your dick. It's like, Whoa, that's extremism. You know, shifts too far to the right, and we're like, wait, what do you mean she has short hair? Kill her! She's a witch! Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but I, th- I think it's more like we're seeing so much more of, like, we've got a group of people who are, are claiming, like, well, your, uh, your president, who you elected, is, is sleeping with a, a prostitute. That's your hero. Like, your hero is the prostitute. <laughs> how is yeah. what? How is it even? How are you any better? Like, like you're you're championing the prostitute in this instead of the John, and like, she's taking money for the sex. He's paying money for the sex. He no, did no, it with no, her. No, 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 no. Hey, he no, no. Paid money for the sex. He paid money to shut her up about the sex, and it was Michael Cohen who paid it so i mean we don't know he He does that every time we all know he fucked that girl i just don't care like he does that every time though like 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 back when um he was on the bus with billy bush he was bragging about buying furniture for a woman yeah that's just it's that's what you do when you have a billion dollars is it at some form you pay people not to spread shit about you yeah uh, yeah, spread your legs, but don't spread this word around. <laughs> yeah, like anybody. If I say I, we did it, we did it. If you don't tell anybody we did it. It's the one thing that I agree uh, that I disagree uh, to a certain extent with uh, with uh, Mister Mister Seth Grossman. 
once we say that Republicans want these traditional ways that made America great for all these years, then maybe African-Americans will realize if we enforce our immigration laws, there'll be more opportunities for Americans of all backgrounds. Now, in a way, now hold on before you freak out on me. Uh, I, I, in a way, yes, if we could get that message out there, because it is blacks that are uh, affected way more than whites for, uh, you know, illegal immigration and these like just low skill jobs. Um, you know, uh, it's, and, and, and honestly, honestly, black people and, and Hispanics don't like each other as much as you might see them, uh, cavorting around in, in rap videos. They're not mm -hmm. like big, big buddies or anything like that. It's only the socialists and the communists that, uh, that do that. Uh, the non-political, just average Jamal and average Jose don't particularly care for each other too much. So uh, I don't I don't know if we could ever get them to vote for the Republican Party. I don't see that really happening, but I've I've been wrong once or twice before. Uh, this just seems like it'd be way, way, way down the line for something like that to happen. But shit, like I said, everything is incremental. So why not? You know, Um if if that's the way that the party can go, if the GOP will start saying like diversity is bullshit, uh, it's it's just some big commie lie, and actually just calling it communism, uh, I I think we got a bright future because nobody cares about this whole fucking intersectional, uh, you know, th critical theory bullshit. Uh, it's not popular. And uh, I'd, I'd like to see it kind of because the pendulum swings and it's going to swing back over here. And that's that's nice that that black guy we let run everything for a little while kind of fucked everybody up for a little while. Uh, and I blame white people for that. Honestly, I blame white people for that. Mm -hmm. That that whole like, oh, I'm going to vote for him. That way I'm not racist. It's like, dude, just can you hate, you know, it's historic, uh, though. Yeah, well, apparently a woman president would have been historic too, but not even corruption, crime, or anything like that could uh, could get that because people were fucking tired of the bullshits. Um, yeah. All right. One one quick thing on that, if you got it, and then we've got one more, and then we got to go to break. Yeah, I had the. Uh, I, what was the ending about not qualified candidates? It seemed like he was just talking about women in general. <laughs> yeah. Was that what it was? Well, no, not women in general. It was one specific, uh, uh, um, one specific woman. I, I, I'm not gonna pretend that I know who the hell she is. Yeah, um, I don't know anything about Jersey politics. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe some people know. I don't know who who he was talking about. But uh, that was, I mean, it was a fantastic example of like, okay, here's somebody who's not qualified. I mean, what he's talking about is let's do things based on merit, which of course is racist. We all know that. Um, but, you know, maybe it won't be. And I do think really the big thing that took away uh, that I took away from that was diversity is bullshit and uh, the whole naming them as communists. Like, that's a big deal. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And look for some of that in Corey Stewart's Virginia campaign. That's going to be pretty interesting. Um, oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Outright calling them what they are, which is fucking commies. So I'd rather be called McCarthy than Hitler. <laughs> um so here here's a big one before before we go on break here um steve king said that they may forcibly remove paul ryan as speaker uh so 
Representative Steve King told Breitbart News tonight earlier this week that House Republicans are considering forcibly removing House Speaker Paul Ryan from the speakership via a motion to vacate the chair over Ryan's recent efforts to undermine President Donald Trump's agenda. And I'm going to say this yet again. Uh, it's kind of odd that he has uh, that he has as much power as he has. King said of Ryan during the appearance on Sirius XM 125, the Patriot Channel with Rebecca Monsour and Joel Pollack. Oh, my God. I don't care about your stupid little on Breitbart news tonight. My show is better than yours, Breitbart. Uh, well, most nights, not, you know, not all the time. But uh, but I do predict uh, I do predict and it is happening that the power is diminishing I also have got a lot of information that there are, I'll say, members, I say that plurally, with knowledge that are considering introducing a motion to vacate the chair. If they do that, that will throw this place into a tizzy and force the kind of election for a speaker that may bring out someone who is a lot stronger than this. Now, I want Jim Jordan. He said he's going to run for speaker. Ryan isn't gone till January. I think they had to kick him out because he is a lame duck. Uh, and he's lied several times. I mean, it says here, uh, Ryan claimed falsely the House Republican members recently in a conference meeting that the president did support the Ryan amnesty bill, something the president confirmed on Fox and Friends Friday morning was not true. The president opposes the bill and Ryan continued claims that Trump did back the bill are now proven to be false. This is not the first time though that Trump has kind of just like dicked out Ryan pretty hard. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I might be getting too excited. I just don't think Jay that they are going to sit there with a lame duck speaker. He, he, he's, he's not well liked, uh, anywhere except his own district really. Uh, he's, you know, he's not well liked in Congress. He's leaving anyway. So he has nothing that, uh, you know, he doesn't have skin in the game anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I, I think that we could see this and what a wonderful end to the legacy of bullshit that is Paul Ryan. Um, uh, I'm going to cross my fingers. I'm not going to make any solid predictions, uh, just yet. Uh, on whether or not this is going to happen. I mean, it is coming from Steve King, after all. I love the man, but he's not the most respected member of Congress. Um, it, uh, I don't know. What do you What do you think? I I've heard a lot of good stuff. I, I've been seeing more and more popularity of this Jeffrey's character. Uh, this this guy. I uh, he looks like he's he's supporting all of the, the the right decisions. Not maybe all of them, but enough to to really just. Get freaking Ryan just out of there. I, I don't really think we should have too many politicians in, in lame duck uh, scenarios because that's where it all fails apart. I don't think you should particularly have a politician that doesn't have children because they're not as invested in the future. Well, you know, you got Jeff Flake still in there. Uh, John McCain is, uh, you know, he's just dying and like he hasn't just been like, and I don't know, I quit. You know, he's still like, oh no, I'm gonna fucking not show up for work. Fuck you, dude. But, Life's gonna, you're gonna take over my seat. Yeah, yeah Flake's out of there. Yeah, I love that. Uh, but yeah, no, Flake is leaving. You know, uh, you got a lot of these people. Well, they left because Corker. they sold the Corker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've got these people leaving because the party is changing and they got the wrong, you know, they, they got the wrong side of things. Uh, like so many, like so many of these big brain fart sniffing geniuses, they uh, they got it wrong. And, you know, you and I and the people listening, we got it right. And we know uh, the part it's the party of Trump. 
And people yeah. may not like that, uh, but you know, that's listen, sometimes you're in the driver's seat, sometimes you aren't. And you could stick around. You could be like Lindsey Graham and say, if you don't like that I have a working relationship with the president, I don't give a shit. Uh, which was so fucking, surprising, especially for Lindsey Graham. Out on CNN, where apparently you can say shit as much as you want. So, you know, uh, that's CNN's trash. But like, yeah, I think he knew you could say shit on CNN. But, you know, it, know it is. It, it is boobs on CNN. Yeah, you get in trouble. Oh, I forgot about him. You get in trouble if you say boobs on CNN. Uh, the whole internet goes after you. <laughs> or, the, or the host, too. <laughs> but, yeah, fucking mess of a people. But what are the odds? Uh, what are the odds you think at this point? I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say we're probably about 50-50. Uh, I only have so much faith in this actually happening because we have so much of the swamp and the establishment still in there who will not be there soon by 2020 they're gone they're either going to get on board with the agenda or they're going to be gone um you know well, we're yeah. getting rid of some of them now we're getting rid of some of them now in 2018 and it's going to be nice we got some runoff elections and shit so mm -hmm. it, that uh, is your choice you either submit like flake or corker or you go the way of uh roby and then sanford both yeah. of them are, uh, Sanford outright lost his spot. He's now a lame duck. And Roby's in a runoff for the, uh, uh, I think the second district in, in Alabama. These, um, these, these people who, who've come out as anti-Trump are going to come out anti-job as soon as their election's end. <laughs> well, you like, know that they're already anti-Trump. You know they're yeah. already anti-job. They, uh, you know, they 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 don't want jobs for any actual Americans. You know, they just want all this fucking amnesty bullshit. I saw Carl Rove uh, on some fucking Fox show. Uh, oh, what was he lying about? Oh, he was like, you know, the president's given up on the wall, and uh, you know, uh, seventy-nine percent of Republicans support uh, amnesty, and ninety-four percent of Americans support amnesty. Okay, I'm sorry, Carl, you fucking liar. If you break down. Uh, the surveys that say Americans support amnesty for the dreamers, you notice that it gets uh, gets a little less if you start breaking down that and then asking them the same questions. If you just say, do you support amnesty for dreamers? They're like, yeah, I guess so. And then you're like, but they're all fucking 30 and on welfare. People are like, oh, shit. No, 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 not so much that. No, 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 I don't like that. But one in five of them are in fucking, well, not the dreamers, but, you know, or, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, people don't like it. Um, yeah. And this, this information is uh repeatedly and intentionally suppressed uh it's it's total bullshit the these the the never trump movement is gone it's dying um we just gotta well we gotta drain the swamp i guess we gotta we gotta do more than that i mean ultimately we probably need to prosecute a lot of the swamp but you keep saying drain the swamp but i don't know why you keep bringing up the the democrat motto for the 2018 election <laughs> yeah i can't believe that Holy crap, man. But okay, right before right before we go to break here, do you what what do you think the chances are? I'm saying 50-50 that we get rid of Ryan uh before uh he leaves. Oh yeah, it, it's gonna happen. Uh we we've got that uh, that Ryan bill coming up this uh this week and, and it's not going anywhere. No. No, no, so, neither yeah, neither yeah. one of the no, that's crap. That's not going anywhere. But you you think that we can get rid of you think that they will because we have no control over this. I guess you can make phone calls, guys. You can call your representative and say, uh, if they do this, fuck Paul mm, Ryan. I but can't. do you do I mean, do you think uh really honestly we can get rid of Paul Ryan? Because that would be 
that would be an amazing end to this guy's shit legacy of being just uh, he's married to a fucking democrat lobbyist he's always been a piece of shit i hate this guy i think we can if we if we pull the the numbers right but you know we are we're in a primary uh season that uh, is going to be pretty contentious for for certain people and the president's being in your favor could help or or hurt your your chances. So do something for him. Maybe I'll do something for you. I don't know. Well, I'm just happy at very least Ryan's going to be gone. He's he's retiring, and that's nice. And I'm looking forward to his uh, failed uh, attempt at running for president in 2020. But um, all right, uh, Jay Fright. Before before we take off, I'm going to take a note out of Roscoe's book. Uh, you want to plug something real quick? Uh, yeah, I've got uh, anecdotal arguments Tuesdays at uh, 9 p.m. over on uh, my channel, which is uh, not this channel, in case anybody was wondering. So I uh, show up there. All right. And that's on the YouTube uh, for the majority of our on the YouTube's our our audience here. It's on the it's on the YouTube's. Uh, so okay, we will uh, we're gonna be back with a guest here, but uh, we'll go ahead and uh, take a quick break. Three, two, one. All right, and we are back. I uh, I have with me here a uh, a special guest. He was able to make it. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, you might know him from Twitter. His name is uh, Fascist Friend, and uh, he's a Canadian. I, I know I've been saying I, we're going to get a Canadian on here. Uh, I met him over at ExoFest. Great fella. And he's here to talk to us about uh, some some Canadian politics. Um, so, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna discuss that. How's it going there? Uh, how's it going there, friend? Hey, uh, can you hear me now? I sure can. Yeah, I can hear you. Let me uh, let me get you. All right. There we go. Yeah, it's uh, first time trying this out here. So using just the old earbuds with the mic built in. Right on. Well, yeah, I'm I'm glad to have you. It uh, seems that you're driving at the moment, which is extremely dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, no, I'm that. all I'm parked. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yeah, the the driving was just me repositioning my truck so that the sun wasn't beaming in my face because it was getting ah. pretty damn hot. So, yeah. Well, um, so you're a, you're a, you're a leaf, and I'm a little mad at you guys at the moment. But the reason that I wanted to have you on was you have an interesting theory about uh 2020 for canada um so before i get into the couple things that i'm i'm peeved at your people about and why the day <laughs> of the rate can't come soon enough uh you think that okay trudeau is up for re-election in 2019 that's right yes that's correct yeah. okay and you you told me that it's probably best if he gets re-elected is that right well, it's something that I was thinking about, uh, you know, and I'm not terribly sure about where I stand on the issue. Just sorry, let me do my window up. There's a lot of motorcycles and shit outside. Uh, so uh, they have motorcycles so in I'm Canada. Not... Wait, uh, do you mean mopeds? Yeah, I know. I think I think you mean mopeds. <laughs> no, no, there's some actual real ones up here, I guess. So, but uh, no, the, see, the thing is, I'm not 100% sure on where I stand on the issue. Like, you know, I fucking I don't like Trudeau, and nobody I like actually talk to likes the guy so he's not very popular he's lost a lot with his liberal base who voted him in right and i mean the main platform that you had a large percentage of people especially millennials that went and they come out to the polls 
just because he says he's going to legalize weed. So he's not doing well, and he's probably, I don't know, like, it's it's tough that he actually would have a chance to get in again. But, you know, the thing is, I don't think that his competitor is a worthy enough competitor to improve Canada's state right now. But, so. the reason, but the reason that you had told me that you you think that uh, it's not best for him uh, to come in is is exactly that. His competitor is not uh, good enough to improve Canada's state. And that was because Canada copies uh, America just a little bit behind. So if Trudeau happens to lose or happens to win, things will do, it's a bit of accelerationism, really. Uh, things will just kind of carry on being bad, and then you might get your Trump in twenty twenty or in uh, 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 whenever you guys are doing your thing. It would it'd be like twenty twenty three if he got right. another win in twenty nineteen. But yeah, that's the thing is that it's not it is accelerationism to a point. Um, see, a lot of it is that we're like we don't have as big of a divide on the racial issues. There's not that racial animosity that the U.S. suffers from, so it becomes. Like, people up here think things are bad, and they are, but I don't think they really feel the impact on their daily lives. They see in the newspapers and, like, here in the media, but they don't feel it. Whereas in the States, I mean, I've, I've heard and, you know, people have told me, you know, there's places you can't go. You can't walk into some neighborhoods due to racial tensions. And, I mean, I've never experienced that, and I've never heard of it here in Canada. So, I mean... I think that things take a little bit longer to get going, to get off the ground here. And I mean, that's just the whole, you know, the Canadian, whatever, stupid politeness that a lot of people fucking go with. But um, <laughs> yeah, see, even what Trudeau said, he was like, oh, well, you know, we're polite, eh? And uh, we'll get into the, we'll get into the whole trade thing here in a second. But uh, oh, yeah. God, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, like, he he just the guy doesn't know what he's doing, obviously. I mean, look at his past before he became a politician. Uh, he he doesn't have any knowledge of what he's doing, really. I mean, when when you know when your dad was Fidel Castro, <laughs> what do you expect's gonna happen, right? But uh, no, that's something that like I talked to a lot of guys at work about this and friends of mine, and I've told them my position where I've said, look, like what we've got to deal with right now is like you look at the Conservative Party leader is Andrew Scheer, right? Now he would be the one going up against Trudeau, and he does a good job in the House of Commons, like. He rails on him. He hammers him with questions and all that. And it's like, oh, that's great. Like, you know, it looks good. It's flashy. But what does he stand for? Well, I don't think he's going to actually turn back anything. He would still be marching the same gay parades. He would still be, oh, you know, this is fine. Like, we're just going to continue on with the liberal policy from 10 years ago. And we're going to call it conservatism now. Like, you know, it's the same type of shit you guys see. But uh, when I talk to guys and they, they just kind of look and they go, oh, well, we're not the United States. I said, now look at it this way. The U.S. is probably the largest cultural influencer in the entire world, right? In any country, you look, and where is the majority of their movies, their music, all that type of stuff? The majority of it does come from the United States, except for some that are very, like, uh, uh, like very self-centered in their... Uh, kind of in the way they do things right i mean you go like you got korea's got their k-pop they got all their own movie stars and all that you got india's got bollywood and shit and like eastern europe they have their own things but the largest influencer in the world is the united states and if my friends up here are so fucking dumb and i tell them i'm like do you think that we're not influenced by them i mean they're 
10 times the population we are. They're much bigger economy. Like, they control a lot of things. And it's only natural for us to be because we are their next door neighbor. I mean, I mean, there's something, like, you got to think there's something to it. When we have the longest unprotected border in the world between our two countries, that speaks to something, right? Well, for now, I mean, if you guys keep letting in all the Muslims and acting the way you do, I mean, we're going to hold a wall and you're going to pay for it. So that's it's just the way that it hey. is. And you know what? On that point, like, I, I could jump into the trade talk that uh, you had to talk about tariffs and shit. Like, people I know, and they're like, oh, the U.S. is fucking us over. And I'm like, yeah, but do you know what they are? Being the big influencer right next door, they're a perfect example of how to run your country to protect your own people. And then, you know, people kind of turn and they're like, well, you have a good point. I mean, like, do you want to know how to win? All you got to do is look a fucking hundred miles south. And that's it. I mean, that's what you guys are getting. And it's, it's good to see. I'm glad for you guys. And I would hope that somewhere along the line, we can get a leader who would come and do the same for us. Is there anybody in the running right now, kind of out there in, in the zeitgeist even of just like mumbles or whatever, uh, that could be Canada's Trump? Because like right now you have uh, Canada's Barack <laughs> Obama, you know, I mean, he's just he he's just a mess. Trudeau is just such a mess of a guy, but he's he's young. He's charismatic ish, you know. Uh, people voted for him because he was a handsome guy. That's That was women voted for him because he was a handsome fella. And he was liberal and it was going to change the you know the world. And like he cries and apologizes for turning away ships. And like, I mean, I've never seen a world leader cry so much in my entire life. I mean, he's he needs to understand he is the PM of Canada, uh, which is not a country that should be. I know we give you a lot of shit here in America because you're like, ah, you're America's hat. Fuck you. You know, like, ah, but like. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it, it's a country that should be respected. It's a country that does uh, actually matter. Uh, you had a lot of, uh, you know, men and, and women uh, help us in, in uh, bad wars uh, that we shouldn't have been involved in. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's 9-11. Nine eleven was a huge deal. <laughs> a lot yeah. of Canada yeah. flight, a lot of flights uh, were stationed in Canada, and they took care of uh, us. Did they really? Mm -hmm. I did not. I did not know that. Yep. A lot of stuff got rerouted, I think, to Newfoundland, which is funny because Newfoundland is pretty far off when there's other major ports in eastern part. But yeah, no, there was a, they did take a bit of the load on that. But well, that's the, the thing is, yeah. Canada absolutely is an ally, um, and I don't like the left uh, assumption that you know, whoa, we're being mean to our allies. Well, we're just not letting them take advantage of us. Uh, in the same way. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's being mean to your friends where, like, they're sitting on your couch and you go and fucking throw a beer on them. And, you know, that's unacceptable. Or there's just being like, hey, you need to leave. You've been here for three days and, you know, you're eating all my food. Like, that's that's the thing, right? So, but, um, yeah, like you said, uh, it's, it's a common comparison I've used. Uh, you know, Justin Trudeau came in. Canada politics run a little bit behind the U.S., so... Justin Trudeau come in because everyone saw the culture and the influence that Obama had. And he was the young, the, the new guy. He was going to change things, right? He had a new perspective. And he was, he, and you look at him, how many fucking like late night appearances did that guy make on talk shows? It was crazy, right? So he was, what I called him is like a celebrity president. Like he kind of just went and he did that without doing his job at all. And, uh, I mean, he neglected his job mostly. And then uh, you see that people here wanted the same. So what did we get? We got Trudeau. And the thing is, Obama was a reaction, right? So Obama was a reaction to eight years of George W. Bush and mm -hmm. him being a neocon. 
And what did we have shortly after Bush? We got Stephen Harper, and the guy was the same. He was a neocon. He was all up for wars and shit. So what we've got on this cycle is we've got us trailing you by about three or four years, usually about one full election cycle. It's, you know, doesn't line up perfect, but if we ended up with Trudeau going out, it's a comparison I, I mentioned before when we were on uh, on EXO, um, what you would see would be basically if Obama lost to Mitt Romney, would that's my comparison of if Trudeau loses to Andrew Scheer. And I, you know, I was telling guys here, you know, Andrew Shear's not that great. We should have had a different leader. It was very conspicuous the way that Andrew Shear won the party leadership. Uh, it was by about the number of votes that got coincidentally lost and just were not able to be counted. They covered this great on uh, 88 Minutes uh, when it happened. But uh, it's funny. And then, you know, I tell my friends, like, what's wrong with Andrew Shear? And I said, well, for one, like, the guy's a Zionist, right? My buddy goes, what do you mean he's a Zionist? Like, what does that really mean? Because my buddies are just kind of learning about the JQ. I've been getting into it with them. So I go, and I mean, you know, easiest thing. Google someone's name and just put Jew at the end of it. <laughs> then I start, yeah. And then I start finding records. And I'm going back, like, and I'm, that's when I, that's the first time in my life I think I might have actually, like, like, got autism. I don't know if you can catch it through Twitter <laughs> with other people. Yeah, <laughs> but I wouldn't, yeah. And I'm like... Yeah, so I, there I am. I'm scrolling back through census records in the United States out of New York in, like, a little neighborhood in the Bronx where there's, like, death records, marriage and births and immigration records. And this is in, like, the late 1800s and the early 1900s. And there you go. You see, oh, this grandparent came from Austria and the other one, I can't remember, came from somewhere else. And both of them, David language was Jewish, like, well, Yiddish, right? And it's all in there. I got all the screenshots and everything. And I was like, well, fuck me. That's why he's a Zionist. The guy's quarter Jewish. So I'm like, well, I guess that's why I deep down just never trusted him. So yeah. that's the thing is think of if uh, Mitt Romney defeated uh, Obama, but he was uh, quarter Jewish, <laughs> which I think he is like, he might as well be. Well, he, he's something not ethnically, but he's something interesting. Uh, and you know, yeah. he, he's, he's trying to uh, get a seat over in the Utah Senate. Uh, at the moment. Oh and, God. Yeah. yeah. It's a thing. He won't go away. He's, he's like herpes, but, uh, so th <laughs> there, there's nobody over there right now, I guess. I mean, I, we didn't, we didn't see Donald Trump coming, uh, until he went down that golden uh, escalator, you know? So, I mean, you don't, you don't see anybody out there right now. Uh, is there at least a so, growing uh, sense on like, uh, on like, uh, uh, you know, AM radio or anything like that? Where you, do you hear uh, any kind of nationalistic things? I know Quebec has, uh, we talked about it on the show, uh, ooh, geez, uh, many episodes ago. Um, mm -hmm. Time goes fast uh, about those guys that went and fucked up Vice. Um, you know, right. so there is a, and I, I know you, I mean, like there's, there's a nationalistic tendency there. Uh, I know a few good guys from Canada, but uh, is it, you know, because like illegal immigration is—is that—that was the big one for us. Because uh, we get a ton of Mexicans. I know you guys do too, but not in the same way. I mean, what's the big, uh, what's the big issue with you guys? Is it, is it still illegals or what? Um. Well, it's. I mean, like the way that we get illegals, they come in in the form of like Europe asylum seekers, right? And it's just a bunch of horseshit. And since Trump's come around, a lot of these people from God knows what parts of Africa and South America 
have just started wandering across the border with RCMP protecting them. I mean, uh, you might have seen, like, Faith Goldie did some coverage of this. And, uh, you know, you can't do shit about it. The thing is, the normal people and uh, what I do for work, um, I do work with people because of where we are in our schedule and all that. I work with people from across the country, and we all travel to where we go to work. So... And it's all blue-collar type of shit. So everyone blue-collar across the country is pretty much conservative. I, I don't know anyone. Like, I've I probably only met, like, three or four people in my life that would even vote, like, liberal or NDP, which is, you know, liberal communists, I guess. But, but that's the thing is that, like, there's just – there's not a lot where I am, uh, you know, out in the West here. It is uh, – well, they call it, like – the Texas of Canada, because we got a lot of oil and shit out in my province, so uh, I just, I don't see a lot of it, so what I do see, it could just be um, due to the people that I interact with and the type of work that I'm in, but in general, like, yeah, you said, like, AM news, well, there's just, there really isn't much for right-wing news, like, the most right-wing shit that we got here for a news organization was the rebel, and... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about being controlled opposition here, right? So, yeah. Uh, uh, for somebody, like you mentioned earlier, is there someone that could be rising? Well, in the last uh, leadership race there, there was Maxime Bernier. He's a French uh, guy there from Quebec, but he is uh, he identifies as like a nationalist libertarian, something like that, and he's pretty good. Here's the thing. He wanted to reduce immigration, was in a platform, reduce it to, I think, a quarter million immigrants a year for legal immigration. That's now, that so, doesn't so sound many. like a lot. I, I, but that's what I was going to say. Like, it doesn't sound like a lot when you look at, I mean, what was it? I, I just heard numbers on Fascination the other day of, like, the numbers crossing the U.S. border from Mexico is, like, 40,000 a month right now. Like, I know it's on a spike, but even that, I mean, you know, that's four or five, and that's just through one border, four or five months worth through one border there, and then never mind the ones that are coming in on visas and staying and all that shit. But so the thing is, when you look at it as a proportion of the population, 250,000 to our 33 or 35 million, it fluctuates. It's a large percent, right? You're looking at about 0.8% or something like that, I think. And uh, I mean, that's that's a lot when you bring that in every year. Now, here's, you know, here's the fucking shit part. He's the one who got out. And that's what he wanted to reduce it to. So what Trudeau wants it at, God only knows, right? And I think he's just going to do as much damage as he potentially can while he has that power. But you are starting to see a change in things. Now, did you just see what happened to Ontario? No, I don't believe so, no. So Ontario was having their election for the province, right? So the premiership. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry. For the commuters, this fella just uh, just just drank, uh, uh, just manifested a fucking leaf beer out of nowhere. And uh, okay, I'm sorry. My throat, my throat was a little dry. <laughs> caught me off guard. Okay, go on. Yeah, it's it's hot as fuck in the car or in the truck, man. So, but yeah. So what what they just had was an election for their premiership, and that's you know the guy who's going to run the country. I don't know. I guess it would be like your guy's governorship. So they went and they were all pissed off. They're like, oh, well, we can't have this guy. He's conservative and he is Trump. He's like Trump. He's like Hitler. They went and they did the entire thing. 
And what ended up happening was that it drove more people out to him because the media doesn't get it. The establishment doesn't understand. So this is Doug Ford, his brother, who died recently. Um, <laughs> he used to be the mayor of Toronto, got caught like hanging out with drug dealers and shit, smoking crack with them. The thing is, he was an honest politician. Yeah, he had his flaws, but like he went in and he just did his own little like Periscope videos. He took all of the like free services that he got. He And he showed them on a Periscope and he's like, Here's a free library card. This is $87 a year for a normal person. Here's free parking anywhere I want. Here's free this, free that, free transit on the, the rail station. Like, he went through and he added it all up. He periscoped. He said, this is how much perks all of the elected people get. And they're already making a salary of God knows what it was, 120 130 He says, we don't deserve it. He cut the cards up on camera. He called them out. He corrected a lot of Toronto's actual financial problems. But then it was, oh, you know, he's so evil blah 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 you know oh look I at mean, me he just crack and shit and he it was did, he yeah did do crack i mean he did exactly he did do crack that's yeah and he went and he did his rehab and all that and like like i'm saying the guy was a he was a goof but his brother doug ford now was uh he, he they he was running and the media tried to do the attack on him they tried to be oh he's gonna be the trump of ontario he's gonna be so bad and what they did is they drove out support for the guy he came in and ontario which has been a liberal province for decades he came in and he crushed the liberal party so much that i think it's you have to have eight seats to be able to stand in their um in the like the house of uh, whatever the fuck the gathering is they do i don't, I don't there's so many layers in this goddamn bullshit, but uh, so they ended up crushing the liberals so bad they have less than one seven seats, which means they can't just go and stand up and object to things in the house in the gatherings. They're not even allowed to talk unless they get permission. So he was able to destroy that party. So you are seeing a small tide of change. The thing is, do we have anyone on the national scale that's going to be able to take the entire country? I don't see it yet. I mean, people thought Kevin O'Leary might have been during the last leadership race for the uh, Conservative Party for the entire country. But then you learn, well, Kevin O'Leary is a greasy, you know, terrible businessman Jew. And <laughs> it's like, oh, well, just because he's a billionaire businessman, some people thought he was Trump. And then you look into it and you go, oh, no, wait, he actually is like really, really bad. So we don't want him. And, and he bowed out. So okay. uh, we don't have anyone on the horizon yet. But like you said, man. Sometimes people just come out of nowhere and you never know when somebody could just come out of, they could fucking walk out of a factory and they could know how to speak that message. They could get that support. You never know where it's going to come from. I mean, all we can do is wait. I just don't believe that the solution at this time is to flip to Andrew Shear. I, well, I think it needs to get worse before it can get better. I mean, that's, that's interesting. And I think that you're, you, you, you may be right here. Uh, and I do want, I do want you guys to get your Trump. Uh, that'll be, you know, that'll oh. be good stuff. Um, yeah. but you know, it'll be after we've already got Rand Paul in 2024. So, you know, who knows? Uh, <laughs> oh no, Rand, Rand is going to get 2024. I know people are just like cringing at the thought, but, uh, you'll, you'll be ready for Rand, uh, well. by, by 2024 guys. Now let me ask you this here. Uh, cause we, we we're, we're nearing the end. Um, uh, uh, I read this over in the New York post. Canadians boycott U.S. products, cancel vacations to America. This is more of a cultural thing, but uh, apparently 
you've got a lot of Canadians that are like, fuck Kentucky bourbon, fuck California wine, Florida oranges, all these things. They're canceling uh, a lot of their crap. They're not eating at McDonald's or anything anymore as a result of the tariffs that I, I'm sorry we have to put on you. And then we saw that backstabber, terrible, terrible Trudeau, terrible Trudeau. Uh, just saying. Okay, on July first, we're gonna we're gonna put the tariffs on you. I think that this is just uh, a little bit more of the. I know you're not doing well, Trudeau. So you want to try to garner some support. Um, so you said you haven't really found in the in the working class anybody that uh, hates Donald Trump or anything like that. But how are the tariffs playing? Uh, I don't know if you like are like me and you just like go to bars and just talk to people and you're like, how are tariffs? And they're like, I just want to drink. Get away from me. But, um, you know, apparently this exists there. This uh, people might be mad about these about these tariffs that are being imposed on them. I believe rightfully so. I, I think that the people that are uh, suffering here are, uh, the, you know, the United States. I mean, we already have uh, bad trade deals with you. We're trying to renegotiate NAFTA. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Trump proposed getting rid of all tariffs as well as subsidies. Nobody wanted that. Uh, but I mean, is there a general sense of like the, the, uh, prime minister is on the right path or at least trying to do something right here? Um, really from what I've seen, like I, I talked to some guys and they're not happy about the tariffs, but all I do is I'll mention to them, I'll be like, well, it, we have a trade deficit with them. It's, or they have a trade deficit with us. Uh, they are like, they're losing. So why can't things be fair, right? Especially when you look at things on the international scale, the U.S. has been losing in trade, as Trump has been saying, for decades. He has been saying they have been losing with every country they deal with. So when I look at it and I go, yeah, is this going to hurt Canada? It's going to sting a little bit. And I, I honestly don't think it's going to hurt the everyday person. It's going to hurt the people who run the big businesses and shit. Like, I mean, well, the normal guys, we're, we're not going to feel it. It's, it's, you know, it's like steel and aluminum. It's like, okay, great. Thanks guys for, you know, selling us our cars again. And all of that comes from a funnel from China anyway. Right. Uh, yeah. We're right. On uh, J Fry, when is it that we're imposing the new tariffs on China? I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's very soon. It's in the next uh, like month. Um, you know, I mean, that that's where all this stuff comes from anyway. Am right, I, right. Am I wrong to think that this is just a last-ditch effort by Trudeau to try to gain some points? No, it absolutely is. And you're right uh, on the steel issue and the aluminum, all that, whatever. Like, I'm not sure about the aluminum, but 70% of the steel that Canada sells to the U.S. is Chinese steel that comes here. They do a little bit of whatever processing or they throw a, a fucking coating on it, maybe something that anti-rust or waterproof. It, it doesn't matter. And then they just resell it. So we act as a middleman and we fuck over who's our biggest friend. That's like having a big older brother right next to you. And I mean, that's the thing is when you look at it, well, who's getting hurt in all this is the American people. And it's like, well, they're not my people, but they're the damn closest thing next to Canadians that like the Canadians are my people and you guys are the closest fucking allies that we have. So, I mean, I, yeah. I honestly, uh, I can't see it being like, that bad on us and i just think that people up here and there's only some of them they come out of toronto they come out of montreal they come into vancouver that's your big liberal stronghold it's your it's our version of new york and california and portland and seattle like it's 
the coastal cities, the large population densities, that's where you have the most diversity. It's the only place that, like, there's a bunch of Jews. Like, it's just, those are the negative areas. They have the control of the media, and they have the largest voice. So a lot of uh, the perception that I think the American people get of Canadians comes out of those parts. But, uh, I mean, you talk to the rest of us, and we're, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of, like, uh, Canada is the, probably, like, the Rust Belt and the flyover would be the equivalent, you know? So it's uh, low population density, we don't get a lot of say in things, and we get pushed around by the big uh, diversity liberal cities, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was July 6th, which I'm glad I looked up, because I thought right. it was uh, early uh, August. Uh, when's Canada hey. going to give us back our eagle, bro? Talk to your cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I didn't know shit about that until Bryden angrily messaged me on Twitter. And he's like, drunk. what I'm the like, fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, I, yeah, I, I, I had not seen that. I don't even know where that was from. I looked at whatever that guy's profile was. He says he's in Colombia, but the picture was taken. Like, you know, you look at those guys. One guy's wearing a Canadian shirt. The guys don't look Colombian. They look Canadian. There ain't no fucking bald eagles down there. But uh, that's a that's a that's a pretty strong violation. I mean, that could be considered an act of war. Like, that's almost like capturing one of your guys' citizens. Yeah. Unless it's a Canadian bald eagle, right? I don't. I don't know the difference. I mean, I'm not smart enough to do anything <laughs> like that. You know, like you. Yeah. You told me, and we're like, we've got a higher bald eagle population than you guys do. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, nah, fuck you. We gotta annex you now. <laughs> like, go to hell. Well, here, here's the thing. If like that's what I've read is that like there is a bigger population of the bald eagle in Canada over the U.S. So what does Canada do? They don't bother to embrace it. Like they don't bother. Like like well, we could have had that as our bird, but it's like we were late to the punch. You guys formed your country. You're like the eagle is ours. Fuck you guys. And well, we're like all right, we'll take second place. Let's have a moose. You know, a big dumb docile creature that wanders out in the roadways and kills people. <laughs> like, we, I, we almost had the turkey. You know, if uh, I believe it was Franklin. Uh, was we almost had the turkey. So, <laughs> you know. Well, that's uh, Benjamin Franklin, though. I mean, that guy. I think he was just trolling his whole life, eh? <laughs> He's like, yeah, we'll do the turkey. It'll be hilarious. Well, I, uh, yeah. Uh, Jfar, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, they, uh, they literally, uh, it was supposed to be Franklin writing the Declaration of Independence, and they did not trust him enough not to put in secret codes. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, man. I heard that yeah. he, they just didn't know. They're like, he's probably going to put a bunch of jokes and shit in there. Yeah, and, and like, like in the, the Bill of Rights, like the first letter is going to spell out, uh, like Ben's dick or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was an amazing uh, man. The guy was, the guy was trolling on fucking paper with a feather quill. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, cool. Um, well, Hey, uh, fascist father, uh, I'm going to give you a chance to go ahead and, uh, shout out your things. I know you were recently suspended from Twitter. Uh, but you know, you're a great guy. Um, I like drinking with you. And I, I am really, really grateful that you came on. I'd like to have you back sometime. When there's big Canadian news, I'd love to have you come back on and kind of explain it to all of us uh, burgers, uh, what's going on. Because, like, it's, it's hard enough to keep up with whatever is going on here in America. I try to do the best that I can. But uh, Canada, sometimes it's, it's just a bridge too far. And, you know, maybe eventually we will just build a bridge between our countries and we won't have to be right next to each other because uh, – you guys big gay. Sorry. 
but uh, you know, we love our Canadian brothers and sisters up there. We absolutely do. Our neighbors to the north. So, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me. Sorry, I just wanted to quick correct today. Reference fascist father. That was one of our other friends that we met there at X. Oh, I'm sorry, fascist friend. Yeah. Fascist friend. No, no, yeah. no. I knew. No I problem. knew the difference. No. But yeah, fascist friend. Yeah. I met fascist father too. Hey, guy. we had dinner. Hey, he gets a good shout out now too, right? Yeah, you know, it's uh, we'll, we'll yeah. have him on sometime too. But yeah, fascist friend. Uh, so, where, where's your? Where can we find you? So if you wanted to find me on Twitter, being an asshole in general, it's uh, fascist friend and underscore underscore. Um, I'm. You know, I'm on a newer account again. You know, I got a, I got my backup phone, so I can just do what I need to whenever I have to, and all that nonsense. But uh, yeah, that's the only thing you can really find me at. Just wanted to say thanks for having me on. It was great to meet you. Uh, it's great to talk to you again, and hopefully, I can do a bit more work with you in the future. So, thanks for having me on uh, Infowars Number One Podcast. <laughs> you damn right. Yeah, we'll have you on. <laughs> we'll have you on as our number one Canadian correspondent. Um, all right, buddy. Thank you so much. This Asian dude, I stole his white girl. Now he got that Koji beef. My dick is like a nigga whip. It's all about the slavery. This nigga stole a parked car. I love to say, nigga with a hard R. Black girls are retarded. I love these white girls that blow me. Vodka for my white girls, whiskey for white girls. Hanging all these niggas, cause I'm from the south and I love white girls. Made the beat retarded, so I'm calling niggas retarded. Filipina ass crack with a hard R. These white girls are afraid of him Cause I murdered this Asian dude I called him nigga with a hard arm Gambino is a white girl Fuck you, black girl Brand new whip for these niggas I love slavery Told me I was awful and that shit did not slavery Tell me how I suck again, my memory is slavery You're my favorite rapper now Yeah, dude, I better be Or you can fucking die You little white faggot with a hard arm You wanna hang black girls? I ain't that dumb You wanna hang black girls? Okay, 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 okay. Man, why does every black actor got a big dick? I don't know. All I know is I'm gay. It's a bird okay, 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 okay. I'm sucking every black dick. 
Cause I'm gay. It's a bomb Okay, okay, okay. I'm sucking every black dick. Cause I'm gay. You know these rapper dudes look like Carlton. Fuck. Oh boy. So this is an interesting one. And this is, uh, I'm sad Spicky's not here for this, but uh, I know Jay Fry might have some knowledge of the hip hops. He might be a, might be a fan. Uh, this comes from XXL Mag, uh, which is a black hip hop publication. President Trump reportedly set to pardon a number of hip hop artists. Oh my God. Free Bobby Shmurda. Oh man, please. That's, that's it. Seven years, that was too much. I don't care. The man's got too much talent. Free Bobby Shmurda. After pardoning, uh, pardoning Alex Johnson at re the request of Kim Kardashian, who uh, he mentioned to Kim on the White House lawn. He said, I, I never would have known. I wouldn't have known had Kim not, not told me about it. I, you know, and uh, the, 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 uh, the football players, you know, I, I haven't gotten to one. Nothing, uh, you know, nothing for them. After he had said, hey, if you're upset about uh, all of this, maybe you ought to send me pardon requests. But, you know, they apparently never did. Or at least, he says, or at least my staff hasn't given them, given them to me. Something along those lines. But uh, President Donald Trump is reportedly gearing up to pardon a number of rappers. According to June 12th report from Vanity Fair, Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. You know Jared Kushner loves rap. <laughs> like, you just know it. Like, he, he doesn't wear a belt. Uh, and you know that he's just like, why don't my pants sack? But, uh, oh man, I'm all, I'm all geared up on the Red Bulls and the vodkas and all of that stuff now, but okay. So Jared Kushner was given a list of people to pardon by Kim Kardashian, which includes hip hop artists. They're going to be pardoning a lot of people, pardons that not even Obama wouldn't do. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a typo or, or that's just how wouldn't they do. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I get mad when they don't send shit to the editor first, but you know, whatever we're going to, it's, it's XXL mag. I, I so what can you expect? While it is uncertain which names appear on the list, it is believed that Kushner is trying to push the pardons as a way to repair his image with liberals and is aggressively lobbying Trump to pardon more people. Now I'm not sure if Kushner ever got his security clearance back. Jay Fryer. Did he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. That, oh, that's how he was uh, allowed back in. That, that was a that was contention between him and Bannon in the first place, right? But um, yeah, he got it back. That's a shame. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Um, you know, of it's course a shame. not. It would it would lend credibility to something, right? Yeah, I mean, I and, I forget that normal people still like like Jared Kushner. They're like, oh, geez, look at him. He's great. He's uh, married to Ivanka, who we still, and I'm just like, ah, can you just send him to Israel, please? Him and Ivanka, too. Fuck Ivanka. Not a fan. I didn't elect those people. Mm -hmm. But, okay. So, anyway, yeah, that uh, that chick, uh, Alex Alice Johnson, get, got partner, whatever, and what do you think? Um, you know, he's friends with Kanye West now. He's Kim Kardashian's coming to the fucking White House. Um, who could possibly be on that pardon list? I, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of this idea, honestly. Like, I want Bobby Shmurda the fuck out. And I want him to just give, like, future immunity to whatever stupid shit Gucci Mane does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's like, Gucci Mane, you can walk down Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and it's fine. Don't think it works like that, but 
Not like the Catholic Church. That's <laughs> not how it works. I don't think you you in general beg for forgiveness before something happens, but I don't think you can like uh, preemptively sign a pardon, like from all future deeds, foreign and domestic. I don't, I don't think it works like that. I don't know who who could possibly be on it. I imagine it's a bunch of people I've never fucking heard of. I know Bobby Shmurda cannot be on that list. It would be fantastic, but I know Bobby Shmurda is not on that list. There's just I. I, I want I want that to be a thing <laughs> so bad. I don't care if he was like gun running conspiracy to like murder a bunch of fucking people. He's a drug dealer. It's like, you know, I would like some more music, please. At no, least let him record. Maybe that, but no, violent crimes are not gonna not gonna gonna cut the list for uh, for pardons. What he didn't work he he got uh he got put away for lyrics he had in his song. You know, they like used it as evidence. I, uh, it was funny because that Boondocks episode where uh, they they had the guy, you know, play uh, uh, the song, play it for the jury and the judge and whatever. That was that was long before Bobby Shmurda had like admitted to fucking crimes in a rap song. <laughs> Jeez. Oh no, dude, it's amazing. Like they're just that's the absolute fucking IQ of a lot of these people, but. Well, was it an old dirty there. bastard? Old dirty bastard had his uh, his welfare check on the cover of his first CD, and was filmed by MTV cashing a welfare check in like sixteen gold chains from his first drop of his first CD, and they pull up an Escalade, and of course he's still using uh, party stores to cash checks instead of banks but uh yeah he ended up getting convicted of uh fraud for that dummy uh, it's 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 just it's a little much i don't know i uh i mean that 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 was a that was a quick one i just uh i really i i, I don't know i'm excited to see who gets uh who gets the trump pardon <laughs> we're gonna get some great fucking albums coming out not just the shit that kanye has been making recently like holy cow this is yeah, to Bryden, the number one adl honeypot podcast journalists are at it again what a fucking mess that they all are uh this came out of Daily Mail, and yeah, the Daily Mail is kind of like a, a piece of, of, of garbage, but, you know, they're British, so they have a little respectability, right? Uh, <laughs> so, former White House stenographer Beck Dory Stein, uh, she might be Jewish, I don't know, I think she just married Jewish, tells how traveling with President Obama and his press pool was like summer camp on steroids. In her upcoming memoir, these are the best people, the people that do things and then they just write books about it later. You can't trust anybody if you're in any position of power at all. The best option that you can ever have is just to not ever make any friends. But uh, from corner of the oval, Dory Stein lifts the lid on her travels on Air Force One and her affair with a staffer. Everyone took their drug of choice on long flights, uh, Sonata, Xanax, or Ambien, which made awkward intimacy with colleagues suddenly just funny and bizarre. Beck found herself listening to old-timers telling stories such as when George H.W. Bush puked on the Japanese Prime Minister and when Reagan fell asleep in front of the Pope. 
she broke protocol when she got involved with a hot and heavy sexual relationship with one of Obama's senior staffers in hotel rooms. Obama's traveling staff is almost all women and dubbed the the vaginants. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, this just goes to show us yet again, and we have another story on this segment uh, afterwards. I know we're running long, but it's just going to be the way that it is. Uh, dude, these people are just a mess. Like, she apparently uh, answered a Craigslist ad to be a stenographer and was like working a bunch of part-time jobs and shit. And then she ended up like on air force one doing all this. She's like banging one of the staffers and like just being, you know, being a slut, uh, being the slut that she is. Uh, but now she's got a memoir and you know, let's, let's be honest. Uh, it's probably interesting and, and I don't know how full of lies it is, but it just goes to show yet again, how the, uh, white house press pool and all of these journalists, they think that there's so much, higher above everything than you they want to talk down about the things that you do like heaven forbid that you don't like abortion heaven forbid that you think that i don't know sleeping around is probably not a great thing for women to do and, and men to a lesser extent but you know guys you shouldn't do it i mean it's not you're not really going to get much out of it uh except maybe like hpv you know that might be a thing you get out of it but uh these people, it just goes to show yet again that all they do is they have these weird orgies. They're just, it's drug-induced. Uh, I'm sure that there was cocaine involved. Um, but, you know, they're like, oh, people took Xanax and Ambien and all of that. It was a long flight. You know, we wanted to sleep. And then they're just banging each other on Air Force One and all of that crap. Oh, it made it cute and funny or whatever. These are perpetual children. They are the worst of our society. Do you know these soy boy fags with their Nintendo Switches and all that? Nothing against the Nintendo Switch. I hate the fact that they've ruined that. I like Mario. I think Mario's cool. Haven't played any of the games for a long time. But this perpetual state of just childhood, it's its its not good. It's not good stuff. I even had some slut on Twitter uh, recently say like, yeah, when I said something. Uh, to the effect of, you will never drive an RV across the country. Now, she misinterpreted that as, well, you know, I had an SUV. It took all the seats out, and I had a tent. It's like, you missed the point. I'm saying you're never going to fucking retire. I'm weirded out that you're bragging about being a homeless person because that's what <laughs> you're doing. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Listen, I had a crazy youth. I did a lot of crazy things, and uh, my whole life has been a wonderful troll um a, a wonderful per performance art piece of just running around doing whatever the hell i wanted and you look where it's gotten me it's gotten me not to a good place at all uh ohio, I, I, yeah yeah ohio uh it, it it's not a good place uh to be in the least bit i i wish i was younger i wish i wouldn't have made these mistakes but it used to be when somebody said that they weren't uh talking about you know taking cross-country trips or whatever when they should have been working. Um, but the White House press pool, the people that are around the liberal president, Barack Obama, they just did whatever they wanted. And this was fine. And they hooked up and all of that and all of these things. And you've seen the video of Barack Obama, uh, uh, which seems to be showing off his boner. Um, oh, that one with the phone? Uh, yeah. What is that? But these uh, people... The way that they operate is exactly that. They they think that they're more important than they are. You know, they have uh, they've got to go fuck someone in the, in in uh, in the government to get these 
uh, to get these stories and all that because they're they're living in a fantasy land. I'll be the first to tell you right now, it's kind of hilarious that I spend most of my days, I'm about to turn 31, LARPing as a radio DJ on the internet. But I didn't fuck nobody for it. And I definitely never palled around and did drugs on Air Force One. This is the absolute state of these people. And this is actually, sadly, one of the more benign things that they do. There are spirit cooking parties. There are fuck parties, standard fuck parties going on left and right. And I mean that in the political sense. Mm -hmm. And here they here they are. But there's always going to be somebody to write a memoir about it. And it won't get nearly the attention that the lies of fire and fury got. But hey, you know, it'll sell a little bit. And let's be honest, I'll probably read a few uh, excerpts of it. This is far from the worst thing that these people do. But what was the name of it? Corner of the from Oval the Office. Of the Oval. Yeah, which is a circles have corners. Yeah, it's it's a it's an artsy name. It's not a bad name, honestly. But this is this is what these people are about. They're a bunch of fucking perpetual children running around pretending that they are better than you. Somebody who has a job. Somebody that, frankly, probably listens to especially an episode like this in parts. Because you don't have the time. This is her job, or was. I'm glad she wrote the memoir, but uh, I'm sure that's 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 not even a piece of uh, <laughs> of what actually happened on that airplane, Jay. Yeah, just. I mean, I'd like to think that they were, you know, adult and professional, but these are. He's a cult leader, and, and everyone on the plane is his cult members. Like everyone loved him. There, there was no opposition to him. Even the Fox News guy, who's supposed to be this evil conservative, is still fawning all over him. So yeah, I don't picture just anything happening there that wasn't a Shangri-La type of experience. Just awful. Well, it's disgusting because like for the, the fucking uh, crypto commie that Barack Obama is, and he still is trying to <laughs> interfere uh, and influence the way that the country is going. This guy is nothing but decadence. He's nothing but the bourgeoisie. He, uh, you know, in his memoir, he said uh, something along the lines of he never felt comfortable. He felt like a fraud at real jobs. So he had to get into public service, which is government work. Uh, this guy, this guy defines the leaders of socialism and communism. And everybody just fucking sucked his dick. And he was it, president of the Harvard Law Review, and he doesn't have a single law review published. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there isn't a door that wasn't opened for this man uh, ahead of time. Well, let me be clear. I'm black. Let, yeah. And that's just got to be good enough for you. All right. And he picked he picked black every step of the way. He he chose the the Chicano communists and the uh, black critical theorists and married a black man and bought some black kids. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, like every every step of the way, he chose that 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 uh, that line. And well, sorry, hmm? go ahead. That, that that's just what he did. And then he 
like how do you grow up in Hawaii, move to Indonesia and whatever, and then uh, get your Harvard Law degree, being pr- uh, being president of the Harvard Law Review, not writing anything, still graduate, and then they failed to mention that you had to become a community organizer because your license was taken away. Well, there was there was so much that was not brought up about Barack Obama when he was uh, when he was running for president uh, the other time that Hillary lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got to sting a little, Hillary. It's got to sting a little. But uh, there was there was I forget the name of the book that uh, I have not read it, but it came out. Uh, I don't know, probably about a year ago. Time moves really fast. But uh, he, he he apparently was dating a white chick for a while and then was like, ah, I can't do that. I like a few of them. He's like, I can't do that because I'm a child. Well, that's the blackest thing you ever did. Yeah, right. But, you know, uh, everything about this guy was a lead up to to be president. You know, I mean, he ran for Congress. He lost and then he ran for Senate and he won. Uh, he, he always wanted to have power. And then when you see what this guy was actually about. And I'm not just talking about his policies. When you see what this guy was actually about, um, and we're going to learn more and more. We're going to learn more and more. I mean, that that photo that just popped up of him dressed like some weird glittery, glittery Satan. Um, th- this guy just wanted power. He's a power-hungry, horrible, horrible piece of shit. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure this uh, memoir is at least a little flattering, but... Uh, she might have been getting a phone call and if it gains any traction, I'm pretty sure you're going to get her uh, trashed all over the news, but more here with the uh, scum media, the absolute assholes. Uh, and I remind you, you should dox journalists uh, because this is what they do. This is what they like to do. This guy named Malcolm Rhodes, who his docs is out there on the internet guys. It's already uh, out there on the Twitter uh, writes for Queerty. Meet Avery Patton, the homophobic teenager who harassed her gay teacher out of the classroom. I shouldn't need to even read any of this article to tell you you shouldn't be. This is what the fuck. And and the, the tagline for Queerty.com is free of an agenda in parentheses here, except the gay one. A California middle school teacher has recently taken a mental health leave of absence after being harassed in and out of the classroom. What did the kids have to harass Amy Estes about? They learned she was gay, a fact she hadn't discussed with any of them, which to her credit. Okay, I got to say to her credit. That's that's impressive in California, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, the Springview Middle School educator addressed the situation on a Facebook post, which... Uh, attracted attention of the local news. I've been an educator for 12 years. I've loved it. Being a teacher is a core part of my identity, lasting uh, lasting relationships. Let me see if I can get the whole thing. There we go. Uh, My identity and the lasting relationships I have formed with students and colleagues uh, as a testament to how much I love being a teacher and not to brag. I'm damn good at it. Five years ago, I landed my, quote, dream job teaching at a middle school. Uh, I attended my uh, hometown. Jesus, this is so long. Um, but so what's okay. uh, what's middle school talking yeah. six to ninth grade, right? We're six talking what, yeah, yeah, what we're talking 12, 13 to, to 15, 16. So I mean, minors that can't be shown, uh, you know, in a court case, and they're just doxing kids now. 
this fucking mouse. I gotta, I gotta figure this thing out. I couldn't unmute. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, she does this, uh, she said, uh, you know, at the start of the school year, some students found out that I am gay, uh, a fact I had never shared with my students. And again, I have to say credit where credits do. I mean, you know, at least she didn't seem to be pushing that on there. They posted photos online and it became the talk of the campus. While it is dehumanizing and painful to be outed. Why? I thought you were supposed to be proud of it. It's proud. It's Pride Month. You're supposed to do it. Actually, in her Facebook post, she said it's Pride Month. So, you know, go ahead and eat a dick or wait. No, you're not into that. Um, uh, my hope is it would die down. Instead, it escalated to the point that I was harassed in and out of the classroom when I sought the help. In support of the administration, I did not find it. The situation became so severe that I sought the support of the union who hired me a lawyer to help me investigate the situation. Okay, so look, from the looks of it, it seems like that's kind of a crummy thing that that happened to this woman if she didn't push any agenda like that. No, I don't buy it. Yeah, well, I don't buy it either. But if that's the case, that, you know, that seems like a, kind of a crummy situation. However... The reaction to that should not be, let's plaster this fucking teenager all over this. I, I Listen, I, I don't know what QueerT.com is. I imagine it does you not can, get as... You can imagine. Well, yeah. I mean, it does not get as many down, uh, visits as I get downloads. Uh, I'm almost certain of it. So, you know, I, I don't know. You brought this on yourself, guys. But uh, a student, uh, every patent above also spoke up in class about homos in a presentation about learning uh, SD is gay, explaining that marriage is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, which she could have done a better job. It should have just been like, it's not, you know, Eve and, Lu Eve and Louise, you know, but uh, yeah, you know, this is a kid. you look at the thing, man, this mouse is pissing me off. You look at this thing. The kid is, you know, just a, it's a kid. Uh, Avery's mother Lane said, as far as we're concerned, we back the school district 100%. She shouldn't have her sexual preferences pushed on you and our religious views shouldn't be pushed on anybody else. So like, that's the nice adult way of taking this. Nobody would have ever really known about this thing had Malcolm Rhodes not brought it up. And like I said, Malcolm Rhodes, uh, I don't know. Um, apparently it's not the first time that he's done this. Uh, he has slandered dead people and all kinds of shit. So what a real winner over there uh, we've got in the media. Remember, they think that they are above you and they know what is right. They, uh, mm -hmm. they, 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 that's it. You need to cut off your dick and, uh, you know, heaven forbid you are a religious person and you don't even need to like be a religious person to understand that religious liberty is something that, we need to have so uh you got anything else on that one there jay before we move to our last subject yeah actually i, I do um i i it's um it's infuriating really i have uh a couple gay friends i i can't stand uh effeminate men but if, if i can't tell that you're gay then you're fine and if you're my friend then i am going to have your back so i i can't imagine as someone as hateful as i am who would, would support my gay friends that the school administration wouldn't do something when, you know, you, they end up duct taping people's legs together when they, they wear pants with torn pockets and stuff like that. Like if your pants above the knee have holes in them, you have to cover them or tape them or tuck a shirt in the front of your pants or any number of stupid things to, to believe that an administration would allow 
this sort of thing to go on. Like you can't just give detention to these people or have them removed from the class and put in in school suspensions for what they do. You can make an example out of these kids or else you can be a be bullied by them. And what she did was in no way handling that crap. I once got a detention for having to go to the bathroom, raised my hand too many times. <laughs> You're telling me that, that that can't be a thing. I was making a scene by raising my hand. You're telling me was it, was, it at a, was it your right hand at a specific angle? I mean, just be honest. Oh, it was all kinds of angles. I had to pee. <laughs> like it was like I was waving, both hands were in the air. I was signaling freaking flight patterns at, at one point. <laughs> it uh, it was a necessary to get the attention of a teacher who didn't like me. So how I don't I don't get it at all. It's uh, it's absurd that um a union-based workforce and straight is is it because i'm straight that i don't understand that the gay identity is an identity like i'm sorry i'm normal is that is that what i'm dealing with here well i mean that's the major problem honestly is like it shouldn't be you know and i i i got plenty of gay friends myself uh and i'm not like a big hardline guy on this i'm just like can you just not you know um because like i mean like you remember uh, well you don't remember neither do i like liberace you know people were like oh he's so dreamy or whatever and like you look back and you're like okay but it was a you know it was it was kind of a jokey thing and like that was like that's not a thing that exists and then everyone took on that character uh and that's that's not that's the thing is it's not a real identity it's not based in in anything like you, you never run into like uh foot fetish parades you know because nobody would like take that and go this is my identity i like feet you know you would you wouldn't do it uh it's a it's a sexual perversion and it uh it would be ideal though imagine the foot rubs you could give people after a parade <laughs> and be brilliant oh god um <laughs> No, you got you got me laughing there. But uh, you know, that that's the major problem. And I think you're right. There is more to this story than than we're seeing. Uh, but the main thing that I do want to get across is Malcolm Rhodes is completely out of lane talking about some some kid. And like, yeah, I went to the local news, and guess what? They're out, they're out of lane too. You know, that's you, you, you blur the faces of young children. You do not mm -hmm. accept the comments of young children. You don't do that. I don't even care if their parents are like, yeah, okay, fine. We'll let them do it. No, like, you know, I'm not fine with David Hogg doing it, even though he's 25 and I'm not happy. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> joke, everybody, you know, I, you know, I know he's 30, but you, you just nice. The double know, down. Boom, got him. Bam. Oof, you know, but you know that that's the problem. That's the real problem. Uh, is is make it, uh, dude? When I went into, uh, I guess, unspecified city, uh, to to get this computer, which it's not even where he lives, but I went to unspecified city, uh, and we roll up downtown because we're looking for a bar and you know a, a place to get a you know a, a veggie burger and what have you, um, some type of sandwich, mozzarella sticks, anything, French fries, you know, and we'll, we'll have a drink. We're gonna meet up, we hang out with some old friends, and like pick up this computer, which I think I don't know, guys, you're gonna let me know. I think the video might be a little bit better, uh, and yeah, it's gonna get better. It is. 
it's going to get better next week too. We're going to have a lot of stuff. I was messing with uh, the OBS a little bit, so we're going to we're going to be able to pull up all of this crap. It's going to be nice. But uh, we we show up and it was weird because we pull in and I'm like, that's trannies. Oh, that's a tranny flag. And then we like park because we're looking for a place. And then we see like like a horde of zombies. Like it was it was Pride Festival day. And we're like, oh, we just got to anywhere out of here. So we went like nine miles out of town. And then the first place, uh, the second place that we went to, because the first place was just expensive and I'm not paying nine dollars for mozzarella sticks. Uh, we go in, it's this divey place. I go in, it's not a place you wanted to buy uh, food at anyway. But I go in, there's a tranny. You know, it was not like this 10 years ago. We ended up finding a couple nice places and we got some drinks and some nice food and stuff. Uh, but like, it was not like this that long ago and uh, not too long ago. And because I think you're right. And you kind of, you kind of brought me around on this uh, because it's so prevalent uh, with the whole, with this is I, I, I didn't or whatever, which it, it shouldn't be. You can't, make your whole identity around your sexual preferences uh, or your, your your mental illnesses or anything like you just you you need it's no replacement for a personality you know i don't even like when people are just like i'm a republican or i'm a conservative or i'm all right or whatever that's not a replacement for a personality you need other hobbies you need stuff you know you need to actually know yourself and who you are uh you know i mean unless you're a comedian in which case just like just do whatever you want all the time because it's awesome mm -hmm. but what part of kelly was this does it say <laughs> this was not California? No, this was oh, recently. I... No, no, I'm, I'm saying what part of California is did this take place in? Uh, I just pulled the article down. Let's see. Oh. I don't know. Uh, they asked, uh, they asked in chat if it was LA. No, no, it's not I LA. think it would be pretty different between LA and maybe like a Barstow or yeah, somewhere in the in the mountains. No, it's uh, it's in Spr it's Springview Middle School. I don't think that's Los Angeles. Uh, I, I, I do know that the author, Malcolm Rhodes, happens to reside in San Francisco. So maybe it uh, might be around there. he does. Maybe that's the case. But um, yeah, I think there's more to this story than, uh, than, than they're really you know letting on in this Queerty article. But it uh, might be something to pay attention to. But well, There's been there's a no series excuse. of gays getting busted for uh, lying about this, that, or the other thing. And, and one recent one was a stolen valor. Who, who talked about punching out a Trump supporter for, you know, talking immigration. And then another one said that uh, he was, I was burying, my, I was laying my mom to rest and we were walking with our sons and one of our son's boyfriends uh, met up with him and they stopped at the cemetery and hoped they'd die of gay AIDS. Because like, <laughs> people say, because people still say gay AIDS. Like, yeah, yeah that's like, like you just pointed out that there were three kids there so two of them were siblings in suits quit it wait i wait wait wait. did they say gay aids or gay cancer because what i mean is nobody says gay cancer anymore yeah which was a better name for cancer it, isn't gay honey the gay, yeah, gay cancer no not no, i don't remember what that tons is of tons of normal people get colon cancer and that's from eating hot dogs and hot pockets um what do you think dude we are so whatever this is just a three-hour show today uh what do you think we do? Uh, we do the one last subject here because this shit is funny to me. Is is it is it Kimmel? No, it's not Kimmel. It's uh, we got oh. we got some nice we got some nice funny racism stuff to go through, uh, and then we'll do that. I don't think there's going to be a post show tonight, guys. So if you're waiting on that, uh, we're revamping the post show thing anyway. So 
Um, yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll do one more. All right. From the OIWD studios, this is Right to Brighton. Ah, oh, what an appropriate bumper there, because BBC News has to say this. Einstein's travel diaries reveal racist stereotypes. <laughs> oh, God. Is it hidden pages like the Anne Frank diary? Oh, dude, it's uh, I, I this is one of the ones every now and then I will just not read an article just to read it on the air. That way it's just fresh. That way it's just fresh. And this is one of these. Um Written between October tw- uh, 1922 and March 1923, the diaries track his experiences in Asia and the Middle East. In them, he makes sweeping and negative generalizations, for example, calling the Chinese industrious, filthy, obtuse people. Where's <laughs> the lie? Industrious, filthy, obtuse people. Uh, Einstein would later in life advocate for civil rights in the U.S., calling racism a disease of white people. Oh, Einstein, the uh, Jewish fella. Uh, you know, I, okay, okay, hold on real quick. Erica and I were watching this uh, th- this thing. She was watching it more than I was. It's called. It's on like Netflix or Hulu or, or Amazon Prime, one of those things. I don't know, whatever. We're lower middle class. We have all of those things. Um, we're really, really low middle class, but you know. I'm lower. I don't even have Hulu. Well, I mean, I share a Hulu account with uh, the guy that I share my Netflix account with. So, you know, I'm not going to brag here. Like, I'm still pretty broke, but uh, I've got all of the uh, I've got all of the Zog vision right there. I can I can view it all whenever I want. <laughs> but uh, it's it's called like I, the atom atomic planet or whatever. It's just like all about the uh, nuclear energy and and all these things but like everybody they're talking about like uh atom bombs to hydrogen bombs and all these things everybody was a fucking jew like everybody they have all they were like oh and then like uh uh strauss and and teller and uh uh you know uh oppenheimer you know and i'm like wait a second and then they have eden on to like talk about it i'm like okay hold on so yeah, you advocated, but you know, racism is a disease of white people, and then like it's you're responsible for this, pal. You fucking you very smart Jewish fella. Um, no ends or case, guys. <laughs> no ends or case. But uh, this this is the first time the diaries have been published as a standalone volume in English, published by. Oh yeah, because wasn't it his last words? Nobody knows because the guy didn't know German. Um, I'm sure it was like fuck white people or something like that. But uh, this is the Dude, first write time. Write it down, right? Well, he was phonetically. Sick. You know, you would. It's think. Einstein. It's not like the homeless guy or you know Robert Kennedy. <laughs> Published by Princeton University Press, the travel diaries of Albert Einstein, the Far East, Palestine, and Spain, 1922 to 1923, was edited by I can't pronounce that name. Uh, Assistant Director of California Institute of Technology's Einstein Papers Project. Einstein traveled from Spain to the Middle East via Sri Lanka, then called Ceylon on the uh, uh, to China and Japan. I don't know what that means. I'm not a smart person. The physicist describes arriving in Port Said in Egypt and facing uh, <laughs> Levantines of every shade as if spewed from hell. Jeez, dude rough are you on trs like what the fuck 
who came who came aboard their ship to sell them goods. He also describes his time in Colombo uh, in Ceylon as uh, writing of the people. They live in great filth and considerable stench down on the ground, do little and need little. But the famous physicist re, uh, reserves his most cutting comments for Chinese people. According to a piece in The Guardian about the diaries, he describes Chinese children as spiritless and obtuse and calls it a pity if these Chinese supplants, uh, uh, if these Chinese supplant all other races. Smart fella, because I think he saw that. Anybody that is a longtime listener of the show knows that I... Uh, I I am I'm not so sure that the Chinese aren't going to take over all of us. Uh, it's I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to read the rest of this shit, but it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I can I can see that. Like, um, I watch a lot of uh, um, movies in the uh, the that, that that come from overseas, and I can see that sometimes with uh, with certain characters who are just I would describe them as obtuse it would be the best like just very goal oriented and nothing gets in their way but also idiots so like they almost always have blonde hair and it's spiky <laughs> in these movies but yeah i could see like there's a, a couple of different groups or groupings of, of that i don't i don't see what the big deal is like this is the, the what the 1920s like, yeah I mean, it, it used to, you know, it used to be easier to just be like, ah, and this is how people are. And they'd be like, but not me, sir. And you'd go, oh, well, that is very interesting, Ching Chong. Uh, no, the Asians are somebody that we should, you know, not praise too much. Like, I don't care if Japan has, you know, oh, it's an ethno state or whatever. No, quit, quit being obtuse. Um, it, uh, you obstreperous fellow, you. It, it, it's, it's irritating, honestly. And, like the Asians do get on my nerves. Like honestly, they all look the same. We all know that. Um, but now you like even even when Apple got in trouble for their uh, face recognition unlocking stuff, a brother and sister who looked exactly the same. Uh, you know they were like mad about it, and it made national news. Um, but you know Trump probably did something, so like they had to bury it. But uh, you know Apple apologized. Um, you know, and they're like, we're going to try to do better to have facial recognition between like the three different pixels in your fucking faces. You look the same. Like, here's the thing about Asian people, man. You can like their resiliency to keep outsiders out and all of that. But the thing is, they're here in our country. And the only people that are Americans are white people and black people. It's unfortunate, but. You know, we've got the black people and they've got so much of a right to be here. Uh, we just need to find a nice place for them to be and things for them to do to where they can help themselves instead of being a uh, leech on everyone else. But when you get to the Hispanics and the Asians, all they're doing is taking away from white people and black people, uh, respectively. Um, I, uh... As a civnat, you know that that that's something I have to fight about all the time. Well, I, is it um, is it true? Is it not true? I mean, if we're, I mean, there's no. Well, you I'm not you discounted I'm not the camps. I'm not saying camps are like I don't know how you deal with this problem. I'm just saying if we could recognize the problem of you have a lot of Chinese and Koreans and shit like that, where they're like, oh, we need to close this loophole. Oh, uh, you're gonna invest a hundred thousand dollars into a uh, U.S. company? Great, come on over. 
we got to close that. The way that the Asians are destroyed, the Chinese specifically are destroying Western countries uh, and, and Australia, uh, all of that, uh, buying up all of these properties. That's why property prices are going up in places like San Francisco, New York, and Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. It's making it unlivable. And it's not like when the Japanese did it, when the economy crashed over here and they pulled everything out. It's not like that because we now live, unfortunately, in some strange global economy. So putting the tariffs on the Chinese is going to help, but it is not at all uh, going to really help with with what is going on, which we are seeing a creeping, I put it, I, I call it a creeping mold across the, the Western and civilized world. Because to say that the Chinese are civilized people, they eat baby birds. Like they just eat them out of trees and shit. Fermented baby birds. Uh, they'll just eat them out of trees too, man. I mean, they're just like gross, you know, they're not like us. It doesn't mean they're bad. They aren't soulless or whatever, but uh, you know, that's, I don't know. They're not a good thing that you would want to have around. They they are a different uh, type of assault on white America and black America as well. But they're taking our jobs where the Hispanics are taking the black jobs. And this is my problem with the Chinese and Asians in general, frankly. Even though they're getting fucked over in colleges and stuff now, too. So, you know, I mean, we've got some of the same gripes, but uh, they shouldn't be here to begin with. I mean, they've got their own countries. I actually really enjoyed Equal Opportunity College because, uh, like, the first two weeks of school, like, you couldn't find a parking spot or, you, like, you ended up walking, like, half a mile just to get to class because you had to park so far away. And then the blacks realized they couldn't handle it. And they, they dropped out by week three, and then everyone had parking spots again. <laughs> and, well, if you yeah. didn't have Equal Opportunity College, you would have had, uh, you know, probably a lot of Asians who would actually be committed enough to, uh, to do that. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I don't want to sound like I, I hate Asians or anything like that. I just, uh, you're a threat to my racial group. Um, you know, it's, it's just the, the way that it is. Uh, you know, you, you do a good job. Um, but I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like Einstein knew it. Einstein knew what, these different racial groups were about. I can't wait to hear uh, what Einstein had to say about like the Spaniards and shit, uh, which, you know, Spaniards, they were at the time were white and stuff like that. But it, uh, I don't know. It just goes, I mean, it goes, it just goes to show like this stuff is fucking timeless. And we only recently started to try to rethink it and be like, Oh no, we're all the same or whatever, except you know, who still gets punished is the fucking Asians. Um, and then they just learned a way to like buy them their way into shit. You know, they, mm -hmm. they, 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 they own a quarter of Brazil. I, you know, who doesn't, I don't know, but well, it's, it's there's four quarters and one of them isn't owned <laughs> by Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but it's funny that Einstein would have those uh, same conclusions about the Asians and God bless them. You know, I mean, I, like I said, I don't think they're soulless or anything like that. But they're definitely just a different type of, of people. And What's his diary? You don't lie to yourself when you're writing your diary. Right. And I don't think diaries should ever be published. I think that's unfair. Um, you know, it's, I think it's kind of fucked up because uh, we don't know whether or not, you know, that was he could have been in a bad mood that day. I don't know, you know, but uh, I would wholeheartedly imagine that Einstein was a pretty big race realist. I mean, everybody was in the twenties, you know, 
like I said, I mean, this is just, it, it's weird how this is something. I was talking to Cater Endless just on some bullshit stream that the commuters never got to hear. And we are going to start making those things available to you guys, some of the bullshit streams that I do. The best way to get them uh, is to go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. But we're going to start putting them on the RSS feed. But, uh, you know, it's, I'm not going to put the pressure on third rail uh productions to 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 host that in addition to the very long shows that we sometimes do like tonight uh but that that'll be available i was talking to cater endless uh a little bit about this and he was going on and on about how this was just the way that it was and it is strange how we um shifted you know i mean something sh something shifted i i i I blame communism and it's easy to just shout the Jews. I mean, and it was the Jews, but, and it was communism, but, uh, that, that intellectual fart sniffery and shit like that got us into the situation that we are in now where everybody knows Jay, everybody knows that we're not all the same, but that doesn't mean we need to kill each other. Uh, there's gotta be somewhere between genociding, you know, ethno globalism and like get rid of whitey, you know, uh, and I believe that's nationalism and that's everybody just go ahead and stick with your tribe and we'll be fine. We can visit. That's great. I'd love to see. Yeah. I could show you around. We'll be like, this is an American bar here. Have a yingling. Yes. Okay. Now you're itchy and red. Uh, I forgot your people can't drink, but it's gotta be, oh, <laughs> it's gotta be, a, it's gotta be somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I can agree with that. Um, there, there should, should be an in-between, but, um, no, I don't know, but yeah, I, I agree. There, there, there should be the in between. But the, first, but the first step has to be our people, I guess, just saving themselves, and we can do that through admitting we're different. We're all stuck here together, uh, and we need we need to make some 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 concessions here, which are like, all right, black people, you don't get to get into these colleges. They have black colleges, did you know? You can learn all about it, and then the Asians will compete with you. That's fine. I'm fine. Are you still calling? prisons black colleges i don't think that's right <laughs> oh no. man so we're, we're running so long here we're running brown so university brown university. that's a oh my God. that's a great black college name uh, i i think the 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 in the 1920s and stuff everything was so much more factually based than it is today like like you didn't travel like like some other people do it took you three months to go by boat from here to there or, or, or vice versa. Like the plane was still in its infancy. You know, from, it's less than a decade old. So you weren't, uh, you weren't getting the, the, the transatlantic flights or anything like that. So your news that you would get in the paper was absolutely just filled with facts, no opinions, and no agenda. It, it just offered you the view of the person who was there and as many facts that so you could make up your own decisions as possible because the news wasn't really caring about shaping your opinion just letting you know more of what's available because they didn't want you to end up meeting somebody from that place one day and then try to use all your three lines of your knowledge about that place and find out it's not true right because then you switch to a new paper. 
and times have changed. But one thing that doesn't change, and this is the last thing, we're we're running so long. I don't I don't even care. I don't even care. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long one. We we did short ones for you guys over the past couple of fucking episodes, so it's fine. Australian soldiers flew Nazi swastika flag from vehicle in <laughs> Afghanistan. Um so this is this is from a 2007. It took 11 years for this to show up. All like I mean I'm not going to go through the fuck there's two pictures. I'm not going to go through all this. Obviously the PM was like, "Well, that's not good. That's absolutely wrong there, mate." Uh, hey mate, that's wrong. You shouldn't have done that. It's not that better. Thank you. Not a fan of what you did there. Which yeah. Ah, yeah, you're trying to be cheeky cunt, but uh it's not cool. You understand? That's not uh I, okay, I'm losing it. I'm Brooklyn now. It's fine. But um this was fucking hilarious and it it shows me time and time again and this is a good one to end on. I listen, I I miss living on the West Coast because I could tweet against the Australian uh shit posters, you know. That the, the Dingo Twitter is strong Twitter, very strong. Uh but man, they really went out there. Okay, my question is where the fuck did they get an old German flag? Yeah, was it packed in somebody's rock? What the heck? Did they find it while they were there bombing? <laughs> it, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. But I mean, why does it have to show up now? You know, uh, 11 years later. And let me tell you why it shows up now, 11 years later. Somebody had it. They were a lib shit and uh, they thought they could get it out to the news now because of the rise in nationalism and the big comparisons to the big bad NSDAP. Uh, and these evil Nazis and what have you. And like, look, you shouldn't go around promoting Nazism. Uh, Natsoc stuff. I'd love to have a Natsoc on the show. I'd love to debate you about the, you know, economics. Um, but you're going to need to learn them first. Uh, it, uh, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not even like totally against, you know, the Natsoc stuff. Because uh, you, you, you talk a big game. But this was done as as uh, as a troll. It was done just because, you know, it was a bunch of guys in a bad situation and they were like, you know, it'd be funny. Let's do this. But the comparison that's brought up between nationalism and national socialism and like Hitler's Germany and things like that. Uh, there's a reason this showed up now, 11 years later. It's not like this wasn't even just on someone's phone. Who doesn't upgrade their phone or their digital camera, if people even have those things still, who are not professional photographers trying to coax 18-year-old girls into taking off their clothing. They didn't just find this. They had it. And then now the opportunity was ripe to do so. And I guarantee they sold it. And, you know, props to them, I guess, for doing so. But long live Dingo Twitter. And, uh, man, Australians, I gotta say, that's uh you guys go hard all the time. I uh I don't know. I don't know. I mean you you, you know you couldn't have, you 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 couldn't have had that on an American uh Jeep there. Just wouldn't have happened. Can you bounce in a photo? Is that what's happening here? I it might be. It might be. You know, a photo is worth a thousand bands. <laughs> slap in the face to diggers who fought Hitler Jewish Australian civil rights organization. The anti-defamation commission said the photo was deeply troubling and stood as an insult to fast uh, past Australian servicemen and women. 
the flying of a Nazi flag, the most evil symbol in history of mankind by our soldiers is a slap in the face of the diggers who fought valiantly and died to defeat Hitler. Um, you know, it's all I can say is like, don't give them any ammunition, but, uh, Gonna go ahead and salute the uh, the brave brave Aussies who uh, flew the fucking old German flag in the middle of a bad fucking situation that I'm sure made a lot of people laugh. That shit's funny to me, you know. There's a reason it took 11 years for it to come out. Never believe the media. Never believe anything that you hear from these fucking slime balls. So, yeah, as far as you know, they they strapped the flag to the the vehicle. So that when the wind caught it, they could shoot it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. You have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's a single frame of something. That's why you always want video evidence. You know, so they could ozzy, 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 freaking hail, 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 or whatever. Instead of doing something, just a photograph is a as a capture of of a single instant. Who knows what's happening all around that? Because context does matter. They could be ready, ready to douse it with kerosene and light it on a fire or pee at it because, you know, they're all Aussies and drunk and they're not thirsty at the moment. Yeah. So and any number of things and, and you don't know what it is. Well, this is true. This is true. This has been a long one, guys. I appreciate all the people that have stuck with us. Uh, and, you know, we're just going to uh, we're going to go and mosey on out of here. I don't believe we're going to do a post show tonight. If we do uh, it. You know, it'll pop up, but, uh, for, uh, for all our commuters, if you're driving a three hour commute, Oh, get a new job. Uh, Jay Fry, where can we find you yet again? Cause I know people have forgotten. Uh, Thursdays on radiation therapy, uh, on the brash rhino channel, at 9 PM Eastern standard time. All right. I want to thank you yet again for filling in for Spicky and guys, as always, please Go out there, support I, uh, OIWD and our mission statement of just being a reasonable fucking person, bro. It, uh, it's pretty good stuff. So go out there, guys. Get your future, idiot.